everyone. We be live. Let me know how the audio is so that we could get started. We have some questions that have uh, been sent to me on Patreon, and I'm going to be answering those. And if there's some time left after that, I will look at the live chat and see if there are any questions there. Um, let me see. Are we live right now? I think we're live. Yes, we should be live. All right. Um, let me see. Why is this not on? September 6th. Why am it's not showing live for me on Secular Jihadist on my YouTube channel? Let me know. Do you guys have my audio? I just make sure everything is working on my end. Oh, it's weird because for me, it's supposed to be showing live. It's live on the oh, yeah, it's working. Fantastic. Okay, cool, cool, cool. There's a little bit of a delay. All right, cool. So I'm going to be going through the Patreon questions and answering them. If you want me to answer your questions. Oh, I have good news, by the way. I have exciting news. If you, um, first of all, if you want me to answer your questions, make sure you become a Patreon. Link in the description. And you can send me your questions over there. But uh, starting next week, uh, first of, um, instead of this day, I'm going to do it a day uh, later. But I'm going to have a co-host. There is a new co-host for Secular Jihadists. And we're going to be streaming this on this channel and another channel, and my co-host's channel as well. So who's the co-host? Harris Sultan. Harris Sultan is going to be my co-host starting next week. Okay? So every Wednesday, this time, me and Harris will go, be going live, and you guys could be send us your questions either on my Patreon account or Harris's Patreon account. So either on Secular Jihadist's uh, Patreon account or Harris's Patreon account, you can send your questions ahead of time, and we will be answering them here together. Okay, so this is a great opportunity. Oh, thank you. Well, somebody. Okay, so Cezef is saying. I admire Armin's courage a lot. He's really brave. Not sure why do you think I'm courageous? I'm living in a safe area, so what I do is not that brave, but thank you. Honestly, I'm not that brave. If I was living in Afghanistan, Iran, Pakistan, Saudi Arabia, I wouldn't be doing any of this that I'm doing right now. Oh, Babak is saying, great. Yes. Hey, Babak. Babak is here. That's awesome. Uh, I see I see some late jihad right here. <laughs> Hello. All right. But seriously, guys, this is exciting. I don't know if you guys are excited as I am. Harris Sultan will be on every other Q&A stream from going forward. So I think me and Harris have a lot of good back and forth. And we disagree with each other. And it's a lot of fun when I have discussions with him. So I think the streams are going to be a lot more fun going forward. All right. So I'm looking forward to that. But that being said, let's go through the uh questions okay um all right there we go all right so first first patron questions ha uh, first patron question how do you think Raisi's attendance in united nations uh, general assembly 77 will go especially since it seemed like he could barely read his lines in the recorded video from last year. Um, that's a good. Well, I mean, he's going to be delivering it in Persian, and it's going to be translated. 
So I think it's just going to be as bad as you, his other speeches are. But with, to review this, and thank you so much the, for providing this link for us to review together. So let me just bring this a little closer. And there we go. Okay. Iran's President Raisi to attend United uh, Nations General Assembly in September. Oh, I just saw, by the way, in response to this, uh, one of the most famous Iranian singers had asked Iranians um, in the United States and maybe even Canada to go to this, go and protest his arrival, okay? Because the original um, plan by a lot of anti-regime Iranians was to request that he's not racist, he's not issued, issued a visa to come to the General Assembly, right? But that was very unrealistic and that's not going to happen. They are going to, he's going to be able to go. So the new, the singer came out and request, tell it, made a new request and says like, just go there, show up here and let your voices be heard. Like let people know that Iran, a lot of Iranian people do not see this guy as a legitimate president and all that stuff, right? So I don't know how many people are going to show up, but we'll see. Oh, <laughs> okay. I'm going to start this comment in the live chat. I'm going to respond later. Okay, I'm going to start this. All right. Let's. Oh, so Satya in the live chat is saying, Armin, you should go to meet him, look him in the eye, and say, You can do SHIT. Who? Me? And look race in the eye? Yeah, I'm not going to be able to get. Um, that close to him to be able to look him in the eye. I don't know what you're dreaming. I mean, I did really, I get, I did get really close to Khatami once when he was president when I was back in Iran at the book fair. All right, let's get, let's read this. Iranian President Ibrahim Raisi is uh, slated to travel to New York for the 77th uh, session of the United Nations General uh, Assembly in September, his first since he did not attend the event last year. I think this is happening in uh, September 21st because I remember the singer asking Iranians to show up in New York and protest in front of the UN on September 21st. Uh, in his weekly press conference on Tuesday, Iranian government spokesman Ali Bahodari uh, Jahrami said that uh, parliament, the preliminary plans have been made for Raisi's participation in the United Nations annual gathering. So last year he didn't attend and I'm assuming, like, I don't know, actually, a lot of conspiracy theories behind his lack of attendance last year is that they knew he's going to be an embarrassment because he can't read his lines and he's just really bad at speaking. Not even, by the way, guys, it's, it's a disaster because we're not talking about English. He, of Like, English, he's like, no, like, obviously, right? We're talking about his mother tongue, like, he can't deliver lines in Persian. Like he's really, people sometimes don't understand what he's saying when he's speaking Persian. So, and that, that's why a lot of his speeches are embarrassing. He, I think, finished his highest education was up to uh, sixth grade, element, like, element, I think he finished elementary school and he did, doesn't have any higher education uh, after that. I mean, Education, as in real education, because after that he went to Islamic, he learned fiqh and Islamic stuff, mumbo jumbo, right? But 
this is a the least educated president Iran I think has ever had. <laughs> okay, because like, um, yeah, I'm, actually I'm not sure, but when it comes to actual education, he just finished elementary school, and but but you would assume a mullah would be good at at least public speaking because that's literally their only job. Like a mullah's only job is to is to just do public speaking. So given that that's the only thing that he's supposed to be good at and sucks at it, it's amazing. But so a lot of the assumption for his lack of attendance last year was his embarrassingly bad uh, speech performance. So maybe this year they just like had one year's worth of one year worth of practice. Oh yeah, Qasim is confirming in election in sixth grade. So he went all the way up to sixth grade. Great. Yeah, he's too illiterate. Um, yeah, people are saying even I speak Farsi better than this guy. Guys, like I've been outside of Iran for like multiple decades, right? And my Farsi has, you know, is, you know, a little bit, I'm not as strong as it used to be. But after multiple decades of not speaking Farsi, people are saying my Farsi is better than the president of Iran. So I don't know how, how he managed to have such poor Farsi given that he lives there, given that he's like a mullah, given that he's the president of Iran. So I don't know how he managed to do that. And by the way, this is really great for me because I have an, uh, a Persian show, an atheist republic Persian show. And every time people will make fun of me for not speaking good Farsi here and there, like just if I remember, like if I forget. And oh, by the way, I think I speak okay Farsi, like really good Farsi. It's all, like the only times I forget something is like, academic words or something like that, that I, which I haven't been using for a long time. But every time they mention, they try to make fun of me for it, I'm like, I speak better than your president. So, yeah. I think I'm doing fine. No, I don't. Qasim say army success first speaking. People said I have improved a lot ever since I've done the first show. Originally, I was doing kind of poorly because it would, took a while for it to come back. But it came back. Like, guys, I have, like, academics on my show – uh, on the Persian side, and sometimes they don't know the good words, and I give it, I, I give them the words. So, like, I don't know what you're talking about. I've, I've improved a lot. Anyways, let's continue. The okay, the United Nations uh, General Assembly 77 is scheduled to open on September 13th, really, in New York, and the first day of the high-level general debate will be on the 20th on the. 20th of September on the agenda of this year's event are meeting to mark the commemoration of the 30th anniversary of the adoption of the declaration on the rights of persons belonging to national or ethnic religious and linguistic minority minorities on September 21st Jesus Christ that was a mouthful and a, and a plenary meeting plenary meeting to commemorate the International Day for the Total Elimination of Nuclear Weapons of September 26th. Raisi, who is, wow, that's kind of like ironic. Raisi, who is on the U.S. and European sanctions list, did not attend the high-level summit in the previous years and only delivered a video speech. That's why, yes, I remember this. They delivered a video speech that was like constantly edited. So, and people, like, it was get cutting, and then, like, and, oh, yeah, and people thought that the editing must have lasted for a very long time, and I don't know how the video editors kind of figured out that, like, 
like at the beginning the video it's the clip itself was only a few minutes but you can see at the beginning of it like he had a lot more energy and at the end of it he looked so tired so a lot of video a lot of people that were analyzing the video they said that this must have gone for a, a couple of hours that because his mood was completely changed at the end right but i don't know that's another conspiracy theory but it was heavily edited which suggests that they wanted to send an edited video instead of him showing up there because they wanted to make sure that they have so many different takes and they could like basically uh put all the videos together that the best parts together uh, and make and send it that way right because they did the, the people the, basically the country the the regime in iran didn't trust its president to represent iran right which is very embarrassing um i bet you I bet you they practice so much so now that they could, now they feel free to send him outside like that. He's probably among the most controversial uh, among the Islamic Republic presidents to attend the General Assembly as he was a member of a death committee that issued orders to kill uh, political prisoners in 1988. Hundred, by the way, um, not hundreds, what am I talking about? Thousands, thousands of prisoners that were executed. A witness in the Swedish trial of Hamid Nouri, uh, an ex-judicial official and jailer over alleged involvement in Iran's 1980 prison execution, named Raisi as one of the officials directly involved in the massacre. Yeah, and we also have audio recording of this, a uh, lot of evidence for this massacre. By the way, this is one of the uh, least talked about massacres of the 20th century, even though... Uh, Reports say maybe like more than 30,000 people were executed, mass execution over 30,000 people. Uh, earlier in the year, parliament, uh, no, prominent former UN officials called for a UN investigation into 1988 massacre of political prisoners in Iran, including Raisi's roles at the time. Yeah, so this guy who's going to the United Nations to represent Iran is basically a criminal. And responsible for being one of the four, I think, four leaders of one of the greatest mass executions without due process, without anything in history, right? So there's that. Wait, what, what was the question? Did I answer the question? How do you think Racy's attendance will go, especially since it seemed like he could barely read? Oh, how do I think it will go? Um, I don't know because I think the reason why they feel confident to send him is because they didn't they've done a lot of practice so i, I haven't been i don't know depends on how good the practice was but i bet you they worked on him a lot so we'll see we'll see if that yeah so i don't have any predictions i bet you even if he does a lot better than his usual speeches a lot of the anti-regime people are going to find gaffes I bet you he's okay. So he, my my prediction is that there will be some gaps, but much less than before. That's my prediction. Let me see what people are saying in the live chat before I go to the next question. Wow! Thank you guys. Such is saying just just heard your Farsi is so generic. Can't imagine the president being worse. Wow! What what the hell? being roasted in the live chat. Okay. Damn. What are these burns? Why are you, why are you guys doing this to me? I don't understand. <laughs> okay. Torell is saying, so you are saying that the Farsi of Racy is a farce? <laughs> Go on. 
That's good. What? <laughs> uh. All right. Since people are just roasting me in the live chat, I'm just going to go to the next question. Well, no, before I go to the next question, um, such as saying friendly Muslim will not appreciate it. IG? What's IG for? I think what friendly Muslim uh, would not appreciate having Harris Sultan here as a co-host, of a secular jihadist. By the way, it's going to stream on his channel as well, okay? And we're going to take questions from his patron as well. So you could become his patron as well. But let me see. By the way, friendly Muslim, I think, is going to show up today. I hope so. Let me see. Uh, C's of saying, I mean, by the way, this is, you know, it's easier to read the Arabic version of your name than the English version. Yeah. Uh, Armin, what do you think about a possible confrontation between Iran and Arab-Israeli-American uh, armies? Um, close to zero. Close to zero. But if, if anything, uh, Arab armies are trying to... First of all, the Arabs are not... The Gulf Arab countries are not at all interested in going to war with Iran. This is why they're constantly pushing for negotiations because they know it would be a disaster for them, right? And honestly, I think Israel is not interested as well. Um, it would be a disaster for everybody. Nobody is interested in this. Nobody is interested in this confrontation. People will just want to um, act tough and strong to. Um, also put possibility of a military action on the table just so that they could use it as a way to negotiate or also to push back against Iran and vice versa. But nobody, not Iran, not America, not Israel, none of the Gulf Arab countries, they're not interested in going to war. None of them. Everybody is trying to avoid it, okay? Even Israel is trying to avoid it. Israel just wants the possibility of it on the table so that Iran behaves, but it doesn't want to actually start a war, Okay. If there will ever, if there, if there is ever a war, it's possibly going to be because of a miscalculation by one side, not because there was an actual attempt to go to war. Everybody is interested in like just like poking each other. Like you take out some of your assets, I take out some of your assets. We take out some of your spies. You take out our base here. We do some espionage over here. We blow up your uh, enrichment uranium facilities over here. You know what I mean? What Americans will say, we'll come kill out some of your proxies here. But going full, outright, face-to-face, -face war, nobody's interested. Nobody has the appetite for it at all, not even close. So I don't think that's going to happen. Uh, so I saying, so now the live streams will be on Wednesday instead of Tuesdays. Yes, because that's the time that worked for Harris Soto. But same time, though. All right, let's go to the next question. Next patron question. By the way, guys, if you want me to answer your questions, um, and, and this time, Harris and Harris will answer them as well. Become a patron. Link in the description. Um, all right. So do you really think it's too late for the regime to unfold mass surveillance okay so i think that this is the iranian regime okay so let me actually bring the article for this before i read the full question all right 
Do you really think it is too late for the regime, meaning the Iranian regime, to unfold mass surveillance uh, and the new hardcore hijab enforcement? There seems to be a lot of determination. Um, so let me actually bring the article and read it, and then we could talk about it, okay? So let me zoom in a little bit. I think it's you know, zoomed in enough. Okay. So Iran to use subway cameras to catch women with loose hijab. Look at this. It's selected. Wait, is this a child? Hold on. Why are you why is the camera selecting the child? False. By the way, this girl has a chador, so why is she being tagged? I think this is just for graphics. Like how is the is the camera wait like is the I'm sure there's a human element here okay imagine like imagine if they have um, subway cameras that is like recording people to see who has a bad job but imagine if they make an AI that could automatically detect the amount of hair showing and that automatically flag the people without any human element without any human actually analyzing the footage. So like the AI is, it would be an Islamic AI that could tell who has the bad hijab. They call it the Nahyas Munkar AI. They should name it like that. Wow, that would be amazing. An Islamic AI that could detect, automatically detect bad hijab. You know what they should do? You know what they should do in Iran when you have to prove that you're not a robot, okay? The, instead of like asking which one of these is a traffic light or which one of these is a boat or a train, okay, what they should do is they just put pictures of girls with some of them with really good hijab covering all the hair and some of them showing hair, and basically you choose which one which woman has poor hijab, okay? If any of them are showing hair, you have to select you have to select the girls that show hair, okay? And they use that to train AI because I don't know if you guys know, like you, when you when you're selecting, when you are proving that you're uh, not a bot, they're using this as a way to train artificial intelligence, right? Because you are being used as a way to train them. Okay, so if if Iran wants to make an AI that could automatically uh, detect bad hijab, they have to make the the test. Also, like you have to use the only problem with that is for you to keep training AI, like for people, for them to have to prove that they're not bots, for them to have to do that, they have to keep looking at girls' hair, and that's haram. But it's for a greater good, so it's not haram, right? So it could be a sin that you're constantly looking at girls' hair all day to be able to prove that you're not a bot so that you can train AI. But you can say that this is an this has a this is for the survival of Islam. In Iran, right? Because Islam is weakening in Iran because a lot of girls are basically with with all this hair, they're shaking the foundations of family structure in Iran, right? So for you to to for Islam to survive, the, the society has to survive. The Islamic society has to survive, and for the Islamic society to survive, the family unit has to survive, and the family unit is under threat with all these girls showing their hair. So it's okay that you're looking at girls with poor hijab. Because the very survival of the Islam, Khomeini himself says that it's the it's the highest priority. That, that there's nothing that has a higher priority than the survival of the Islamic uh, society. Okay, he, Khomeini said is is 
the priority of that is above the life of Imam Mahdi, right? So if you have the Islamic Republic, survival of the Islamic Republic on one side hand, and the life of Imam Mahdi on the other hand, the survival of the Islamic Republic takes priority according to Khomeini, right? Uh, so basically, if you have to kill Mahd, Imam Mahdi, by the way, Imam, YouTube, Imam Mahdi, not a real person, okay? So I'm not talking about killing anybody, okay? Um, this is a, you know, so... Um, if you have to basically assassinate him to, for the sake of the Islamic Republic survival, Khomeini is like, yeah, take the shot. Okay? That's what Khomeini says. So obviously looking at a few girls with hijab, that's like, fine. Oh, some people people in the live chat have some opinions about this. And so I was saying, I think, I think it's face recognition. Yeah, but face recognition cannot uh, figure out. How, we will read the article, see how this works. Uh, Oxymor is saying, we invented facial recognition system just so we could do this. Yes, this was the ultimate goal. Uh, Satya is saying, this is China-level stuff minus the AI. I don't. I, I didn't say there was AI involved. I was just like thinking about the where the future of this could go. Okay. By the way, when you say this is China-level stuff, this is not just China-level stuff. This is China stuff. Okay, because... Uh, surveillance, the surveillance technology that Iran is trying to use to monitor the internet and monitor the uh, people is literally coming from China. <laughs> okay, so it's not just China level stuff. They're trying to use the Chinese model, learn from the Chinese, and even use their technology. So, yeah. Sachi is calling Al AI. Okay, I, it's funny calling it Al AI, but I don't appreciate Arabic being Arabic. I know it's a joke, but Arabic and Islam is not the same thing. Okay. Arab, Arabic could be atheistic, Christian, Jewish, anything, okay? Arab is language or ethnicity. It's not a religion, okay? Arab is not Islam. Uh, Aksimar is saying, don't give them ideas. Too late. It's already out there. Uh, Satya is coming up with more names from Captcha to Hijabcha. Hijabcha! Yes, that's good. It's not Hijab, Captcha. <laughs> you call it Hijabcha. Okay, good, good. I like this. Uh, countdown until someday try, uh, somebody tries to use this argument to justify looking at boobs online. They already do it. You're too late. Uh, wow. So Islam is so weak that a woman's hair will shake it. F Islam. Um, nope. The argument is not that Islam is weak. Uh, Islam will survive. The Muslims will say, but you, the ultimate, um, the ultimate Destiny of Islam is victory. Okay, Islam will prevail. This is your opportunity to be one of the the reason for that victory. Okay, so Islam doesn't need you. You need Islam. Okay, but you have a choice to be respond one of the people that is responsible for Islam's victory or not. Um, and this is about you give, being given the opportunity. And this opportunity, you could take it or reject it. But if you take it and you are part of the reason, obviously uh, the the points, the, the you're going to get rewards for it in heaven. So you can, without you, Islam will still prevail. But without Islam, you will not. So that's the argument. Let me see what else. See, guys, I know these Islamic narratives very well. I say it even better than they do. Oh, there you go. Somebody in the left chat saying, true, I'm an atheist Arab. There you go. Don't, equ don't equate Ar Ar Arabic 
with Islam. Don't do it because we want more Arabs to join our side. So if you equate um, Arab with Islam, it seems like our side is not welcoming Arabs because we just like whatever you do, even if you leave Islam, you're still Arab and still connected to Islam somehow. We don't want that to be the message, right? We want to show that this, we, we are welcoming. Uh, yeah. So we're saying, as a, what? Oh, as a budding AI engineer, imagine teaching the AI Islam. Think of the chaos. Yes, yes, yes. What is it as a budding? I don't know what that means. Okay, cool. Um, yeah. Imagine if if the imagine if there are some Muslims who are AI engineers. Okay, and we convince them eventually we manage to convince them that there's no Allah. Okay. Like one AI engine. And man, just time for a movie plot. Okay. There's this very dedicated, very dedicated Muslim AI engineer. Okay. And he's very smart. And because he's very smart, at some point he realizes that Allah is not real. Okay. But he can't take, even though he figures out that this is real, he can't take it. He can't take it. So he tries to create Allah create an artificial intelligence and make it all-powerful, all-knowing, and omnibenevolent, okay? But at the version of Allah, like with, and also with all the values of the Quran, which is contradicting omnibenevolent, but whatever. Okay, he tries to create Allah because he cannot accept that there's no Allah, okay? And that AI all of a sudden takes over the world, and he's like, okay, the Quran is my coding, but there's no hell, so he creates hell and he creates heaven. He like creates, it creates the virgins, creates rivers of honey and milk. Like he, like the AI is set to make what is not there and is supposed to be in Islam. It's set to make all of that a reality. Okay. And basically, um, yeah, has Gabe, makes Gabriel, makes everything. Okay. And brings back the Mehdi, like all of that. Okay. That's a movie plot. Should like amazing. I think it's fantastic. Uh, yeah, I think somebody should make that movie. No, oh, hi, D. D, I don't know if you heard, like, um, from now, from after this week, next week, um, the Q&As is going to be with Harris Sultan. Harris Sultan is the new co-host of the Secular Jihadist. He's going to be joining us every Wednesday. Not Tuesday, but every Wednesday this time. So, that's good news. Anyways, let's read the article. Yeah, such as saying the AI will crash due to contradictions. <laughs> uh, yeah, we could make Jahannam in the metaverse. Exactly, that's what I'm saying. Iran is about to start using cameras in the metro to track and identify women who do not observe compulsory compulsory Islamic dress code or hijab. Muhammad Saleh Hashemi Gul. Golpegani, the secretary of Iran's headquarters for enjoining right and forbidding evil. By the way, this is named after a Quranic verse. Okay, so that's their, this is the headquarters which we discussed last time. And I was like, I didn't know because they had a report uh, about how much they need to start enforcing more hijab and more Islamic rules. And I'm like, I, I can't really imagine them being able to do that because of the, how many Iranians have just like 
left are now wearing a lot more loose hijab and have completely different values. And I, I thought the genie is out of the bottle. It doesn't seem like it's possible to shove it back in. I'm like, these people must be dreaming. And I didn't know how much of a enforcement power this center has. Like, I don't like, it's just like, is it just a headquarters of that just issues reports, but doesn't have much control over the police or the military forces? Like, is that their, their entirety of their responsibility? So maybe here now we'll see that, no, maybe they have some <laughs> executive, you know, some power here because they're changing something. So I will see that. But again, remember, like, I just want you guys to remember that satellite TV was banned in Iran, completely banned. And there was a lot of enforcement behind that to try, there were like people were raiding, like the, the cops were raiding people's homes. Like people were like, it was saying squat team, like people would like come up with ropes in like high rise apartments and they would like jump in through the window and they will take your satellite dish and everything, right? That was, that was the level at which they were the, determined to basically take everyone's satellite, in, satellite TV away, okay? And it failed. Like, people wanted it so much that no matter how much they cracked down on it, and they had it, like, they wouldn't just come and take your uh, satellite TV away, right? Because they would just, like, they would also have you a fee. But even with all of that, they gave up. It was just too popular, and so many people were using it, including themselves, <laughs> right? And at some point, they were like, "It's by the way, it's still illegal, but everyone has it in Iran because they just gave up." And I think like this just sounds like that one. Like, this is just like you guys like how you can't do this. like what are you gonna do? Like so many women in Iran are wearing their hijabs like here now instead of here, okay? Like here, okay? And like they're like, "No, we have we can't have this." Like. You can't like you're not China. You can't. You're not going to be able to do this. I mean, I think they're not going to be able to do this. We'll see. Okay. So, so Iran's headquarters for enjoining rights and uh, forbidding evil, tasked with promoting the clerical regime's interpretation of Islamic morals, confirmed the move in an interview published on Tuesday, adding that okay, so I, apparently they have some. They do have some. Uh, they do have some teeth to bite. Like they, they can, they can do stuff. Okay, so they're not just like a, a reporting issuing agency. Adding that the subway CCTV cameras are programmed to use face recognition technology to take a photo of unveiled, un unveiled woman. Okay, here's the problem with this. Okay, so there, I don't know how much they can like go and chase down these women after they have their photos. Okay, because right now a lot of Iranian women. Okay. They are looking into real human police officers that are staring them in the face and the, they're telling them, like, the police is coming to arrest them and they're shouting back and, like, you have no business telling me what to do, okay? Like, so if they can tell that to a real-life officer, I don't know if they're going to be intimidated by CCTV. I think this is more of an – especially because they know they don't have the resources to follow up with all these people. I think this is just an intimidation tactic and a lot of women are going to call this BS out and they're just going to continue going to the subway with their uh, with their current hijab. I think this is just going to continue. I don't know. We'll see. But remember, guys, of which, I don't know, Gossam, uh, are you in the live chat? Maybe can you remind me. There was a mayor of one city. I think it was the mayor of Mashhad. Yeah, I think it was the mayor of Mashhad, which is a very religious city. That because the, the, the orders have came to, down to this mayor from upper up 
that you need to stop letting women with bad hijab into the subway or something like that. Subway or some or public transit, okay? Uh, and the guy was like, yeah, yeah, this is like, sounds like, I don't want to do this. Like the guy, the mayor, like this is, and the police is commenting like, we can't do this stuff. Like this is like, we can't, okay? So there's some resistance even within the officials. Like this is like, you guys have, we have lost this battle, okay? So, and, and I think a lot of women in Iran, even if they think like there might be some um, consequences to what they do, the attitude right now seems to like, let's just see what happens. Okay. Because people, people are like getting like, yeah, I got arrested. Like guys, a lot of the, a lot of the reasons why people don't get want to, don't want to get arrested is because of the social taboo in normal countries. You don't want to get arrested by the police because that would that stuff is in your record, okay? And you're like, yeah, this guy was arrested by police. Like, oh my god, that's embarrassing. That's shameful, okay? This is not true in Iran, especially when you get arrested for hijab-related stuff. It might be a badge of honor, okay? So that taboo of getting arrested, like, if, you know, the taboo will be against the police, not against you. So I don't it's like, okay, yeah, I'm gonna get arrested. Like, what? Like that would be. A life experience. <laughs> like, I, like a lot of women in Iran are like uh, braver than the officials can. They're too brave for this to be used as an intimidation tactic. Like a lot of them, are like okay, uh, it's a numbers game. First of all, a lot of them are not going to get arrested. Some of them will get arrested to make to be made an example of to other people as an intimidation tactic. But a lot of them, are like if that's me, let it be. That would be like, I don't know, maybe a couple of days of mine. And there's no social taboo. There's no consequences. People would be people would be sympathizing with you rather than um, hating you. So, yeah. Uh, oh, I'm saying I can't remember which mayor was that. I think it was my mayor. Oh, Qasem is saying it's a Farsi anecdote. If they want to capture drunk ones, they will have to take all people. Okay, yeah. Like it's a yeah, if like come for all of us. It's kind of like that moment, like I am Sparta, I am Sparta. <laughs> like arrest me, arrest, no, arrest me. Yeah. Cool, cool, cool. All right, and let's continue. He added that the photos will be matched against the database registered for the women's national ID card to identify them, and then a ticket with a significant fine will be sent to them. Guys, this is going to... This is not going to work well. So, like, so they're saying that the... the okay, so it's automatic. It is, it is automatic. So there's no humans mentioning. So I, I bet you there's going to be a lot of misfire. I bet you it's not going to work very well, and people are just going to, random people are going to get fines. It would be amazing if a man by mistake gets a fine. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. I'm, I mean, given how other things techno technology wise has mal malfunctioned by, in Iran, I bet you this is going to be also malfunctioning. This is going to be. Okay, you know what will be how Israel can win 
the po popularity, the hearts and minds of the Iranian people if they if they hack this database. If they hack this database, Israel will win the hearts and minds of many, many, many Iranian people. Okay? Mossad, here's your next project. This is your next project. Well, you're welcome. You're welcome. So it's going to be automatic. So they're going to take the pictures automatically. So this is some black mirror level stuff, right? This is like police states. The police say that people are like conspiracy theories are afraid of in the United States. They are like all your pictures are going to be matched automatically with surveillance cameras. Wear masks. What? Wait, can't they just cover like show your hair? Wear some. Wear masks. Only, only while you're in this area. While you're in this area, wear your mask, show your hair, wear your mask. What are you going to do? There you go. Problem solved. Problem solved. Isn't that as easy? In fact, go all the way down. You know what? Just to piss them off, wear a mask, all the way hijab down. What are they going to do? Isn't that, the, isn't that an easy solution? There you go. You're welcome, Iranian woman. I solved this. Yeah, oxymoron, the Iranian population is very, very young. Yeah, Trello saying, imagine that very religious woman gets the fine and starts turning against the regime. They already have. It's already happening. A very religious Chaudhary woman. There was a very religious Chaudhary woman that went into defense of a non-Hijabi woman because she was being abused by cops, and she got beat the beating as well. So we're like, okay, there was a there was a very Chaudhary woman, a uh, very very Chaudhary religious woman that was uh, used to make videos against Masih Najad. and recently she made a video. I should I should show you guys that video if I can find it. She came out and she, with her Chaudhary, still with all the religious. She made an apology to Masih Najad, and she's like, while she's in Iran, she's like, I'm anti-regime now, and you're right. I was, I'm sorry. She's asked, she asked for, she asked an apology. So Oxymor saying, I can recognize people with masks. AI will eventually learn. Yeah, but right now I can't. So there you go. Until then, you can find another solution. You think AI is not as smart when it comes to facial recognitions as, as humans are yet. Um, Gul Paigani had previously said that, that about half of the Iranian women currently do not observe the mandatory hijab rules. Half. And you want to, you want to, <laughs> and you want to, okay, even they, even the regime officials are admitting that half the Iranian women are not. They're violating the law. So how are you going to make half of the Iranian women like you have lost? How are you going to fix this? How are you going to enforce this law that half of the Iranian women are not following? Like there is no way, there's no amount of surveillance and police state that could put this 
I mean, there is, maybe China can, but Iran is not going to be able to do it. In recent months, the Islamic Republic's government and security agencies have intensified their efforts to pressure women into abiding by the hijab laws, and they still don't. In recent guys, in recent months, they've been cracking down very, very hard, and yet you saw how the, I showed you the pictures of how the girls showed up in this in stadium recently in the soccer game, right? After all of this crackdown, even though, guys, even though all the cameras were on them, all these girls were showing up, the cameras were on them, okay? Not only did, some of them took off their job completely, and they were, not only they weren't worried about the cameras, they took selfies in the stadium of themselves and posted on their own social media. They're like, you're thinking, you're worried about, you think I'm worried about you identifying me? I identify myself. I post my picture of myself without hijab on social media, on my own social media, after all this crackdown. So there you go. That's the response so far. I don't know what's going to happen in the future. Uh, the patrols by the morality police have increased um, on the streets and videos of violent arrests of women and girls, as well as conf uh, confrontations between people and uh, hijab enforcers are surfing on social media every day. Yes, with all the pictures and videos of police, like violent arrests, like grabbing their hair, dragging them on the floor, shoving them in the police van. With all of those videos coming out and other girls saying this, other girls in Iran, other girls and women in Iran are saying this, they still show up outside, sometimes almost with no hijab. So I don't know. You lost. You give up. Give up on give up this battle. Make it like the just put it on the books that is her, uh, that that is uh, illegal and don't do about it anything about it. Just like satellite TV. Authorities on um, maybe I, I don't know maybe I'm wrong. We'll we'll see in a couple of years. Authorities on uh, are hailing those who harass women for their insufficient hijab and security forces stepped up the detention of women in the streets for their loose hijab. Uh, yeah. Okay. There's all that, all of that. Let me see what you guys are saying. I have to find that. Sorry, I have to find that video. I'm not gonna do it here right now, and I would have to translate. Wait. So there's a quote by Zainab uh, Pasha: "If you men do not have the courage to punish." Yeah, I don't like this. Um, I don't like quotes like this. So it says, if you men do not have the courage to punish the oppressors, wear our veil and go home. Do not claim to be men. We will fight instead of you. Um, this is like, you know, this is, I don't like um, people who think like the way to celebrate women's rights and women's freedom is to talk down upon men like this and telling them that they're not real men. Uh, there's no such thing as real men and not real men. All all men, all people with the male gender, with men as, as a gender, are men. You know, don't don't talk, don't demonize, don't talk about men like this. We don't talk about women like this, and don't talk about men like this. This is not. This is a disservice to women's rights. I don't like this kind of talk. You're not real men if you don't like this. Men can be what, do whatever they want, and they will still be real men. Okay, that doesn't determine who's a real man. Uh, 
I know it was a tobacco revolution. Yeah, I, I, yeah, this was the during the Meshruta revolution. But like right now, that kind of quote, maybe back then it was okay. But right now, this kind of quote just doesn't make sense. Do like also this quote is also at, based on today's standards. This quote is also anti-woman, right? Because like you're you're pathetic, so go wear the veil, like as go be a woman because you're not real men, as if women are inferior to men. So if you're not worthy, so if you're not good enough, then you must be a woman. So whoever said this doesn't didn't really look <laughs> didn't have a good view of woman either. Where right? you're like, oh, you're so pathetic. You're not a real man. Go be a go put on a hijab and be a woman. So this is like real admission, real claim that women are inferior to men. Yeah, right. This okay. Oh, actually, before I do the next question, let me post the link to whoever wants to sh show up today on the stream with me. Let me go to the community tab. Well, not everybody, um, only the people who are members will be able to see a link on the YouTube community tab if they want to come and join me live on air. But I haven't, oh, we already have somebody. Oh, Friendly Muslim is here. Okay, let me post a link for other people as well and then I will bring Friendly Muslim. All right. Only to remember. So if you're a YouTube member, you should be able to come up with it. All right, I'm going to, um, okay, I'll answer the last question if we have more time because we already answered enough questions for that. Let me just bring for the most. Hi. Assalamu alaikum. Assalamu alaikum. Uh, oh, yeah, we, 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 uh, peace to you, brother. How are you? You good? Wait, wait, uh, I want to answer. Alaikum assalam wa rahmatullah. Iblis wa barakatuh. Iblis. May Allah destroy you. <laughs> Uh, how we did? Oh, so good news. Oh, Harris will be the the new co-host on. Yes. What do you think about what, that? Is that good? Yeah, no, because I saw he moved his show, uh, and he said there'll no longer be a Wednesday. Um, his, I think it's his Indian, Pakistan show, Kwam Zekatob, QSK he calls it. Um, so he's moving his. So, oh, that'll be good. That'll be good. It'll be good. Yeah, but then. I can I argue with both of you. With you do? Yeah, I think the three-way disagreements that we could potentially have are, are phenomenal. Yeah, we should bring you. I think like what will happen if you are like me, uh, both the three of us are here, me, you, and uh, Harris. I think it ends up me defending some of your positions and Harris disagreeing with me. So that would be very interesting. Like Muslim ex-Muslims unite against another ex-Muslim. That should be fine. Yeah, I think the dynamic will be good. I think just exploring the different views will be yeah. good. It will be fun. And I see the way Harris disagrees with you is very friendly. So that's pretty good. Yeah, yeah we're, we're good. We, we've built a relationship. We can go at it and, you know, afterwards we're, we're fine. So we, we've always had that. So it's, it's cool. I watched the uh, Posted Prophets discussion with you. Ah, ah, what did you think? 
I think that I agree with what, what he's trying to get at, but I think he could have done it more friendly. You know what I mean? And I think he noticed, he also noticed that like he's just frustrated with the whole situation and he admitted that he admitted that he could have done better the way in the manner that he talked about it. But he's like, he's like, this is something so frustrating to him. Uh, that's why he could have, but his points, I, I think like could have been communicated better if he wasn't being so angry, even, but I, I, I think I agree with his points. Some, most of them. Which which points? I mean, yeah, I mean, it was cool. Obviously, I got I got rubbed up the wrong way, also because of the way he was. Yeah, but so. you also need to toughen up. I think you get up. You get like I, when people are or such as here. So I noticed that you're not used to this yet. Like this is a very aggressive environment. Okay, and people are going to come at you. And at some point, you should just like just be okay with the way people talk to you, even if it's not very friendly. No, no. I mean, I, I, I the, the, I'm not. It's well, no. I mean, I'm not allowing anyone to start swearing at me and talking to me rudely. You know, if, if why? Because it, it's not something I tolerate in real life. You know, if someone starts just openly what, swear. No, what do no. You, I, I love it when people come come at me like that because they think that they're taking, they are hurting me. And I'm not losing anything, and it's just so amusing to watch them make that attempt. It's no, just it's, like it's, I just—it's a pet peeve. I can't. I, 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 in real life, if someone's belligerent and you know starts think I, I don't respond well to it. People can be calm and speak, um, but don't be belligerent and um, hostile. What happens if people are being okay? Let me ask. Okay, if people are being rude to you, okay, what do you lose? Well, so I just sit there and let someone be rude, aggressive, and, yeah, and nasty to me, and I sit there. What happens? What changes yeah, in your life? It's it's not in my DNA, brother. It, it okay. just it just doesn't happen in real life. It doesn't <laughs> happen, and it's not happening online line either. You know, so well. it just it's just one of those those things. Like we can talk, we can be polite, we can disagree, okay. no problems. But if you start, you know. Acting up and being rude and hostile, I'm I'm not anybody's punch bag ever. But it's not a punch. That's the whole point. A punch bag is getting punched. Somebody's swearing at me. I don't even feel like I'm being punched. I feel amused. I'm like I feel like they're punching themselves because they're desperately trying to hurt you, and it's not working. And when it doesn't work, it actually irritates them. And it's just amusing to watch them. De- oh yeah, actually, here's a here's a good reason why uh, to let them is because it irritates them. If you like, if somebody is abusing you, and you're like, oh, I don't take that, I don't like this, don't talk to me like that. They they are you're basically rewarding them. Like, ha, it, it's working, okay. But if you just sit there and watch and be like, go ahead, laugh at it, it's basically you pun- you made them punch themselves in the face. Well, I didn't swear back, you know, but I'm not going to just sit there and be overhauled by. I that. know, but I, if you like, I would never I don't take that. It's just, I, it just like it, it just, just wouldn't so happen. Rewarding to them, 
know. Yeah, I know. It, it, just, it, it, it goes against every single fiber in me. Like, okay. it's just, I can't, it's not going to happen. Like, it would never happen in that situation. It wouldn't happen in real life. It just doesn't, it doesn't happen. It, it, maybe that's not one thing that I'm very firm on that, you know, I just, you're not going to be rude. What's the point in it? You know, you're not going to be rude and hostile towards me and I'm going to sit here and go, <laughs> it's very nice. <laughs> well, you, yeah. You, yeah, I mean. Maybe it's it, ego. It, Could be ego. ego. Your ego? ego? Maybe. I don't know. Maybe it's principle. Yeah. No, well, I mean, it's not a principle. It's not, it's not a logical principle. It's an emotional principle. Am I entitled to hold that uh, emotional principle? Oh my God! Why do you say that? Did I say like when I say it's emotional? Am I saying no. you're not entitled? What is that? I, like, what do you think I would say? Like, no, you have no right. It's against the law for any Muslim. Why do you no, have this position? Well, you are not I, entitled to have that position. What is this question? I just like. <laughs> I, I never don't understand. I yeah, no, like, I just want to know, people, like, what's but, your okay. position on my position? Yeah, but, okay, okay, but questions that when we're discussing stuff like that, we're asking about good strategies and bad strategies, okay? If something is a bad strategy, it doesn't mean you're not entitled to have that strategy. You obviously, you have every right, okay? Nobody's discussing our rights, okay? When I say this is a bad strategy, I'm just judging whether it will work or not not that you are not entitled to it okay i'm with you yeah yeah so you think it's a better strategy to sit there and just let him take it and be like okay sure. thank you yeah, yeah yeah i think that could get you public support like i came in support of you when i saw that because they were being re- like really rude i don't think that's the way to talk to anyone but that's what that's it you're uh, right you're right, actually. One, you're right because, because, okay. So there's actually there's two extremes. Okay, so one extreme is like, ha, I'm not hurt. Go ahead, like swear as much as you want. I don't. Okay, people are like, ha, yeah. Look at them trying to frustrate like Armin, and they can't do it. That's amazing. Good job, Armin. But friendly Muslims attempt also might work because people are like friendly Muslims being very nice, and somebody says something mean to them, and friendly Muslims get gets hurt. And then all of a sudden, the audience sympathizes with him. And like, you're, yeah, why are you? Because he's so delicate, okay? People, some people are, are becoming protective over him. He's like, friendly Muslim gets hurt. Don't hurt friendly Muslim. He's being so nice to everybody and people are hurting him. So you're right. That said, yeah, that, his strategy might work as well. Because yeah. <laughs> you're right. That's you're right. The thing that is, works. I never thought that you know, like ex-Muslims like Ridwan and Haris will ever react like this. I think the thing is that most of the times when they are correcting other people, they are not that attached to that issue. So they are like able to control other people's emotions. But when it's up to their emotions, which they are very, very personally attached to, they can't control their own anger. Well, I mean, Harris was nice, though, about the way he's talking to friendly. I think a person prophet, like, he recognized when he was talking to friendly Muslim, like, if you go look at the stream, he recognized, yeah, maybe, maybe friendly Muslim being so soft and gentle makes the other side compare himself to him and be like, okay, maybe I'm coming here, but yeah, I actually noticed, I, I felt that one time I was like, every time, like I was talking to friendly Muslim and I was going a little bit aggressive and friendly Muslim was like, Oh, why are you talking? Like, I'm just being like, okay, like, Oh my God, this is like, I need to be gentle with this. Man. I need to be gentle with this man. This man, <laughs> this man's heart is so delicate. <laughs> 
Um, and as somebody, and it's, might, they might have been anti-Islamic because anti-Islam anti sentiments has been growing in Iran a lot, right? And as somebody who is anti-Iranian regime, anti-Mullah and anti-Islam, I said, like, I'm coming out and I'm going to condemn this, right? And I condemned it, okay? And I was like, it's obvious, like, people who know me know that I obviously condemn that, but I'm like, okay, let me just condemn it. And I came out and condemned it. And then I asked the audience, do you think it was my responsibility to condemn this? Um, and most of the audience, like, some people, I mean, I don't know, some people in the audience said, yes, it was. So I'm like, well, if it was, I did it. <laughs> so I don't know. There, I'm condemning this. But I don't know. Like, what do you think? What do you guys think? Do you think it was, like, as somebody who might have shared views with the people that committed the crime, do you think it was um, my responsibility to, when I saw something like this to come out to my audience and condemn it? I think it is not your responsibility, but it is like really, really appreciated that if you are active in that field and you are really well known, then you distancing yourself from that kind of act gives out the message to your supporters and followers that it is not warranted. So I think it is not mandatory or it should not be like expected out of everyone, but it should be really appreciated. What if it uh, grows? Oh, by the way, let me answer these questions. These saying. Whose platform hosting the discussions you're talking about? Uh, the, the talk that you had with Apostle Prophet Friendly Muslim, whose, whose platform was this on? It was on uh, Myth Vision. Myth Vision. Myth Vision. Derek at Myth Vision. Yeah. Um, okay. So, what do you, um, what if this grows? Because I think it might grow in Iran. Oh, by the way, I'm also Iranian and this happened in Iran. Like, I also have a show, a more, much more popular show that is in Farsi, right? And yes. that one get right. And uh, when it comes to being anti-Islam, I'm one of the people that is known among Iranians who's anti-Islam and stuff like that, right? And I think, given how anti-Islamic young Iranians are, attacks like this on mullahs because this was the second attack, by the way. They're, like there was another knife attack on, on mullahs as well, right? Um, this will grow. Um, would that point at that point would it be my Right now you're saying it's not your responsibility, but it's a good thing that you did it. But if it starts growing and more anti-Islamic people start attacking Mullahs violently in Iran, would it then be my responsibility? I don't think it could become a responsibility at any point of time, but the amount at which it is needed just keeps on increasing. For example, in 1925 when Gandhi was protesting against the British, some Indians went ahead and set fire to a police station and 12 uh, Englishmen were like set on fire when they were alive, and Gandhi himself like took that took back that whole protest because he said that this is not warranted and we don't we don't support this. But, so I think the responsibility uh, keeps increasing, but I don't think it should be mandatory. I mean, like man before watching the video of friendly Muslim, I would have said that it could be mandatory, but the in the way the absolute absolutely horrible way in which the like Rizwan was going after people, I think it, I don't I can't say that it's mandatory now. Yeah. Plus, the yeah, thing was that not only was he asking friendly Muslim to say that, say that, uh, uh, condemn this, he was also asking that, have you tweeted about this? Have you posted a community post about this? I mean, if somebody is saying no, that they are, a... not, they yeah, are for right. this, I don't think this kind of behavior is warranted. No, okay, I, I don't, I don't think like um, it's his responsibility. Okay, but what I agree with Apostle Prophet is the frustration okay the part okay that the part that i don't agree with the person prophet is the part that he thinks is friendly muslims responsibility to condemn 
I don't agree with that. Okay, but the part that I agree with is the frustration of pretending like this is not a big, a, a, such a widespread acceptable view. Do you know what I mean? Yes, I think I agree with that too. Like it's very frustrating when somebody, when a liberal person comes up to you and denies facts. I think it is really frustrating. No, like even Muslims. Like I think Muslims know. Muslims, because liberal people, they don't know. Not like a lot of leftists, a lot of like very leftists. When they say like, "Oh, Muslims are not like this and that," they don't know. Okay. But the frustrations is with Muslims because Muslims, the moderate ones, right? They've met other Muslims, okay? And they know how big of a problem these views are. But then when they speak, they're, many times they make it seem like this is a fringe uh, view. And because they themselves are Muslims and they're part of this community, as ex-Muslims, we're like, you must know how big, bad this is. So it's what so if... frustrating because because at that point it seemed like the priority is not people's lives. The priority is the image of Muslims, right? So they're yes. like, and they seem like even if the ones who care about like ex-Muslims' lives, right? They're like, oh yeah, I care about ex-Muslims' lives. I want them to be safe. But at the same, at the other end of this, they're also like. I also care about the image of the Muslim community and they're treating these two people's lives and the image of the Muslim community as if they're the same, they have the same weight, but they shouldn't be having the same weight. Yes, I agree with that, that it is possible, but what if the liberal Muslim is part of, is part of an uh, echo chamber which is full of liberal Muslims, so that it could be that case too. The, um, the, no, example, I mean, it's hard. Okay, it's just hard to believe because... With any amount of activity, because Muslims are more exposed to other Muslims, okay? Especially if you have any, like this might have been true, like before social media, but right now you cannot, it's hard for you not to know this. Um, yes. Yeah. If you have any but, amount of activity on social media. Yes. But the thing about mandatory thing I, I would like to add is that if you are like a side standard, then it is of course not mandatory for you. But if you are like a leading member in the protest or in the movement, then I think it is necessary for you to like condemn. Yeah, yeah that part I agree. That part I agree yeah. with. For example, Friendly but, Muslim is not the leader of the like any Islamic organization. But if he was, then I think it would be necessary for him to condemn this or be labeled. Yeah, that part I agree with. But like when I notice with Friendly Muslim that might annoy somebody like a Apostle Prophet is that he does seem to care about, um, like, no, look, these, these Muslims that you're looking at, it's not that, you know, you're thinking about Ali Dawa and Muhammad Hijab, but no, you don't know this, you know, other Muslims are not like this, and maybe it's not a big deal, like, how do you know? And like, like, oh my, okay, so maybe it's fair for friendly Muslim because he hasn't been doing this for a while, but it's so apparent um, to most people that this is not a fringe view, okay? We're not saying it's a majority view or a minority view, okay? Even if it's less than 50%, it's not fringe. It's not like 1%, 2%. If it's a minority, it's like 40%. It's, if it's, you know, it's like a, it's a big chunk. It's a big chunk of the ummah, okay? So yes. to just, yeah, so don't, 
don't don't try to act like it's not there right you know what i mean and especially because a lot of these modern muslims they are also afraid okay for their lives because of these like how could you act like we ex-muslims shouldn't be afraid when modern muslims are afraid <laughs> out of because of these other muslims like uh, a, a lot of the things that these modern muslims don't even say is not is is because of their reaction of other muslims right so and they know that th they these other muslims are the main um people who are like are stopping like real conversations and are like using intimidation because they're they're also the target of it but then when they come out and talk to the non-muslim world and speak as if this is like not that big of a deal it just feels like it just i'm not saying it's dishonesty but to somebody like apostle prophet i think i can see why he would like okay this is this must be dishonesty it's either you're completely um, either you know clueless or you're being dishonest. That's what it seems like. I, in my I think there were two parts. Uh, sorry, go, go on. Sorry, I'm saying go that in my personal ahead. experience, I've like I'm friends with many moderate Muslims, but uh, I, like I'm not complaining about it. But most of them have like really problematic views when it comes to Jews because I remember one of my friends like we are in the in the Hindutva group and. We have Muslims, friend, Muslim friends, communist friends, and like we are neoliberals, but many more, friends, many more like friends from different aisles of the college. So he came and sat with us, and we were talking about uh, the uh, how do I say that name? The Zitlers, uh, Zitlers, you oh, yeah, of adults, adults, you of the Jews. And this guy thought that we were talking actually about in, a, in an anti-Semitic way. He didn't know that we were talking about adults, Jews, and he came and sat with us and he was like a new a new Ambedkarite anti-Hindutva guy and he said that oh man I can't agree more with this <laughs> wow you heck? were talking about Adolf-ish view and he yeah. thought that you were talking about your own views and this guy who, who who's a moderate Muslim came and to you like oh my god I, I can't agree more with you guys amazing yeah. holy crap that's how that's Okay, but let's be fair. Okay, not um, like I'm yes, pretty I'm sure. Friend, so. Friendly Muslim, what do you think of like? Let's just be to wait. Do you mind if I ask? So, uh, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah no, what? What? As in, sorry, as in what? Okay, first, My, first, oh. first, say what you wanted to say before you forget, and then I have a question. Okay. Um. So it wasn't all of that group that you were sitting with. It was the one guy. Um. Two. Where I'm, where I'm sort of covering, you know what? Actually, this, again, on my, you're uh, at fault for a lot of my new thoughts. Actually, so when people are saying like, "Oh, Ali Dawa, he said this," you know, and and um, you know, but secretly, you know, if he had his way, he would want to, you know, do potential harm or end somebody's life. I'm thinking about that that dinner that he had with you, and he had already made that video when he said that that thing, and he was sitting down having dinner the next muslim so to think that in his normal life i mean you know he 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 really wants to go after people i don't think that's that's correct i think that's projecting wait. that's where the projecting part of things come from for wait, me. he doesn't want to go wait no no he doesn't want to go after people himself yeah he just believes in a, a certain law 
in a certain yeah i mean um, he said it like what do you mean like people are saying exactly what he repeated he thinks that under an islamic and rightfully islamic uh, caliph like an islamic society there should be laws that would have somebody like me executed he believes that like he said he believes it like what are you what is the projection he doesn't think like he doesn't want to or thinks he should be coming after me himself obviously he thinks that would be on his he thinks that would be barbaric and on islamic okay like he doesn't want like he never imagines he himself like coming after somebody like me no he thinks that i should be put on a trial in a by by judges and and then once it's proven that i am most of the and i'm spreading anti-islamic views across the land then i should be put to death that's what his views are okay what is the projecting part no yeah well no no you've summarized it right uh uh, some some people have said oh but secretly he hasn't said it if he had the chance he would want to do it who says that problem okay who's saying that i don't want to say okay but none of the, I don't think any of the people that I'm going to put the initial, I'm, I'm telling the private chat, but I don't want to say. Because you'll have to see it for yourself, but. Okay, put it in private chat. But none of the, none of the people. I think, uh, okay, so I see, I see the name, but I think that uh, it is not a very strong metric to say that because he sits with ex-Muslims, he doesn't want the bad of ex-Muslims because even Adolf had some Jew, like Jewish people uh, around him, and if he was like friends with them or something. No, no, but, but we you, don't you, know. We can't. can't we say. can't know what people's views. We can't. We can't know. You their, can't project can't, that sort like, of thing on people. Like, yo, this yeah. guy wants yeah. to end another person's life yes, based agree, on the I fact agree. that he supports a particular law that would maintain law and order in his view. But why do we even view. have to talk about that? What he believes is already horrific. You know what I mean? Like, like, like th- this person is in favor of having somebody like me or Harris or AP um, executed. Okay. Okay. People just, like, just... well, on top of that, I mean, let me put some, let me come up with something that I come up with no evidence. Like, why? Do, I mean, if you want to, de- if you want to condemn the guy, he's already publicly said enough <laughs> for you to be able to condemn him. Why do you have to add anything on top of that? I don't understand. Yes. But I think if you have to go after this specific person you're talking about, I think the better way would be to say that you have to take people at face value and not you cannot just predict things about people who are very well yes. able to say their own stuff and not go the way in which you have to say that uh, he is friends with this this person, this person, this person. So I don't think that's a very good way to do it. Also, um, an interesting question, and this um, um, this side you want. So in some countries for treason or whatever, they have uh, either a life imprisonment or they have uh, capital punishment, essentially. Like in Texas, mm-hmm. I think it is. So if someone supported that law, would you think of them any differently? Or are they yeah. entitled to have a view on a particular law versus another one? Oh my God, why are you don't understand the difference between entitlement and judging somebody negatively? You keep talking about are they entitled? You could somebody could have a view that makes you think negatively of their views, and yet think they're entitled to have their view. Do you understand that these two things don't contradict each other? 
Like I, if I say somebody's entitled to have a view, that doesn't mean I'm happy with their view. You know, that's fine. Yeah. That's, but you're not I happy mean, you about keep bringing, you, you, No, no, you, you put these as if these are mutually exclusive. You're like, do you think that the, this is um, bad, a bad view or are they entitled to have it? I'm like, okay. why not both? <laughs> have, okay, right. okay, they are entitled to have a bad view. Let's, let's put that, yeah. that's a pre, that's fine. Let's put it in that pre they are, fine. So then it is fine. They may have a bad view, do we judge them as a person based on that view? Like, say they're, they're in support of a law that you're not in support of. But somewhat, I mean, how are you? How are you going to judge people other than their actions and their behaviors and their views? Like, if you have any view on me or anyone else, it's because of the views that they have, their actions and the behavior. So obviously, you're not going to judge them entirely based on that view, but your judgment on them will be influenced. Somewhat by their bad views. I mean, you can't even like it's not like something you can't even control. Like you're you're constantly judging people without you being able to control it every single second. You're right now you're judging me every single second that I'm talking. Your your brain is judging me all the time. With every more word that is coming out of my mouth. My brain is so judgmental. I apologize. I am so sorry. <laughs> poor, this poor, poor behavior on my part. I had no idea my brain was operating you... in this manner, and I, I just want to apologize up front. Um, that's what brains are so supposed. That's what judgmental. You cannot be judgmental. Your brain. Yes, yeah, so like this to be constant judgment. Like, like really, take a yeah. break. You know, take five. You don't have to be so judgy on people. Relax. <laughs> it's fine. I had no idea what I was doing. I'd like to apologize sincerely on behalf yeah. of all brains out it's, there. Um, you know, it, it, it's not intentional, but uh, obviously you've said that it, it keeps on happening. So. Well, it's, don't worry. My brain is doing the exact same thing all the time. Okay. In fact, my brain is judging things that I'm not even right now focusing on. Right. My, For example, my brain is fo- judging the temperature of this room and telling me it's too hot or too cold. And I'm not even thinking about it. It's doing that in the background. Such a judgmental world, honestly. Hmm. <laughs> okay, we we were saying something. Um, treason. First of all, I don't I don't accept capital punishment for anything, anything. Okay, but treason is not the same thing. Treason is justified to make treason at least a crime. Okay, not a crime that deserves capital punishment, but it makes sense to make it a crime. Okay. Leaving Islam, making that even a crime is ridiculous, let alone capital punishment. So it's not the leaving Islam itself. It's the talking about no, it no, publicly, right? Not. That's the issue, right? No, 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 no. Corruption in the land. I have done. I have, Okay, so based on the Quran or the Hadith, okay? I am condemned by both. <laughs> okay. So if you accept the hadith, which you seem to not, um, just leaving Islam is good enough to go choppy choppy on your neck. Uh, but if you just want to be a pure Quranist, then yeah, you have to be as bad as me to get choppy choppy on you, right? So I'm like spreading corruption on the earth. I'm doing I'm doing the worst type of corruption. Like when it comes to uh, what passes on as spreading corruption on earth. Um, there is no greater crime Islamically than what I'm doing because I'm like other corruption. You're stealing people. 
of their livelihood of this life of the dunya right but i'm stealing something much greater from them which is their akhirat so i am the worst of all corruptors yeah people oh, well. are saying that should we actually be rewarded for leaving islam or any religion <laughs> yeah, there should be a reward for that <laughs> not, a, not a punishment yeah, you and Iblis and the Hellfire get to hang out for eternity. Well done. There's your reward. That was a joke. Well, it was a joke. Yeah. It was about the. I know it's a joke, but. How... Yeah, sorry. Uh, go on. But, do you, but what do you think happens to me after I die? I, don't, I, I mean, I would hope that you'll, you know, come in, you know, we'll meet up there and uh, your, your good will be rewarded and you'll care for people. But okay, I know what that you hope for, okay. Mm -hmm. But if I die as a, a non Muslim, do you think I'll go to hell? Maybe your your righteous deeds will outweigh, um, you know, your disbelief. Allah knows uh, best. Righteous... Allah knows best. I, mean, I that type of question is so I'm not in a position, I'm not walking down Shirky Street, I'm not putting my position myself in a position. You cannot open a man's heart. Is that a cheap way? Okay, wait a minute. Here's a question. Okay, is do you think um, Allah thinks murder is a sin? Murder of children. Do you think that's a sin? Yes. Okay. How come you don't say Allah knows best? Allah knows best. Allah. You should have said no. I don't know. Allah. I'm. Who am I to judge? Allah knows best. You just said yes. Simple yes. You didn't say Allah knows best. Okay, so obviously you said that because Allah has made certain things clear. Okay, for example, murder is wrong. Murdering children is bad. Okay, so even if Allah knows best, Allah has also communicated with you through the Quran, right? So Allah knows best, but you should know what Allah wants given that he has very clearly communicated his wants and desires with you. Okay, and guess what? Allah has warned you about people like me more than murderers of children. <laughs> okay, the condemnation against people like me is way, 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 way more than anyone who murders children. Okay, so if you're so sure that Allah thinks that the murderer of children is going to go to hell, you can't just wait, like when you say yes to that, you should also say yes to me. Based on everything we know about Islam, my destination is hellfire. I still think you'll be alright though. I still think. I I mean, I look. Okay, fine. All right. I mean, look. If it, but good fine, thing you don't believe in it. Let's just set it down. They're fine. Yeah. But you know. Good thing I don't. I think your righteous deeds, you know, God willing, will be accepted. If that is the case that you believe it, I don't even like. This is such a random question, but yeah. What I mean, about look, you? I don't know. What how, about how, you? How, how have you been in general life? I mean. Yes, You've been a good yes. person. You've been caring about people. Are you fighting oppression? He's an idol worshiper. Aren't you like yes. Satya has been worshiping I idols? He's... I share partners with Allah. Yeah, he you worships did. idols. Yes, I oh, think that's bro. the only unforgivable. Like literal, I not like I metaphoric idols, like literal statues yes. of idols. You went down Shirky Street. Have you been exp yes. like? Did the message? Has someone really given you the message of Islam? Um, yes. you know, and tried to guide you. I don't think so. Yes. Have you really, like, you've gone through it and, I've, and really? I've seen, I've seen Ali Dawa videos. 
Oh, that wasn't the... <laughs> I've seen Ali Dawood videos. That's not the, you know, being exposed to it. I mean, generally... Okay, other than that, have you been good in your life? Other than, okay, uh, other, other than, than that... I've, I've, I've been advised on many belief systems. Uh, Hinduism is one of them. But every time somebody tells me that somebody gives me some logic about the existence of God, including some Muslims, I just laugh it off. That's how shirky I am. Like, I do this to Hindus too, so I'm not being discriminatory. No, 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 that's fine. You know, shirky, shirky is, is contagious sometimes. I've read, I've read the Quran cover, other than studying the Quran, I've read the Quran cover to cover three times. So I'm screwed, right? Because I've been exposed to the message. We still got a way to go, but you never know. <laughs> do you turn? Okay, but, want... but if I die today, but if I die today, Okay, if you say, God willing, I'll go to heaven, okay, then you don't believe in Islam. Like, you have made your own personal religion. Like, no, may, I, may Allah guide you. That's all I can hope. But you'll say to me, I know, well, I, I may know, Ablis, no, no, but like, basically, uh, guide, may, guide may, us. May. Okay. okay, may, okay, but if I die right now at, on the spot here, okay, my destination is hell. And if you say no, then you have created a new religion that you are more comfortable with. And then you're doing the shirk here now. Okay, so maybe as you're going, you have a moment of reflection. And maybe, you believe, hey, maybe. My, my mom or died. Okay? My mom died of cancer. Okay? I turned her into an atheist. She used to be a Muslim. Is my mom in hell now? I'm not going to answer that. That's, I'm just not going to do it, bro. I can't. I'll cry. <laughs> I'll, I'll burst into tears. Okay. I will answer. I, I will answer. I no. will answer it for you. Okay. No, because According you know what you did. Islam, you told me. You told me that the day before she was listening to the call to prayer or something. Was that correct? Yes, but I listen yeah, to call, call to prayer every day. No, no, I'm no. no but she says she knows this bull, bull crap. Okay. But she still was listening to it, right? Yeah, but only because the voice helped with her pain. She said she knows this is nonsense. She she refer the last Islamic thing she said about Islam was that the call to prayer was bullcrap. She also but made she was it still very listening clear. To it. Yeah, I, got, I don't talk about it. I don't talk about it, but I'm not talking about your mom. I'm she also that. said no. that she wants to make sure that nobody puts anything Islamic on her uh, tombstone. She said that. Okay, nothing Islamic. And she also made she put my dad on a mission to to because she died in Canada, but she put my dad on a mission to go and stop anybody that wants to have an Islamic prayer um, ceremony for her after her death, like a Quran reading. And my dad had to fight and cancel four attempts, four attempts at this, because my mom had put her on a mission to cancel that. So this was how anti-Islamic she was. That oxymoron has helped him. Once a Muslim, always a Muslim. <laughs> <laughs> oh yes, friendly Muslim. You're like you're having your hand. With... Anyways, you don't have. I know this is uncomfortable, so you, I'm not going to make you answer. I'll answer it. Okay. According to Islam, my mom right now is screaming in pain from unimaginable pain, unimaginable pain. My mom, who has, who's been the kindest person that I've ever met in my entire life. Okay. I, 
nobody that I've met has sacrificed this much in her life for the sake of others that I've met in my, uh, than my mother. Okay. But because she was a Muslim and she left Islam, she will be, she will be screaming in pain for eternity. That's what Islam says. So I know it's hard for you to say that, but I will say you, I will tell you the hard parts. Okay. I will tell you the hard parts of Islam. Okay. And this, this truth about the teachings of Islam, you don't have to look into terrorism, violence, um, jihad, none of that. You don't need any of that. This one truth about the teaching of Islam is enough for any decent, kind human being to say, fuck that shit. Anyways, so... I don't know what Shakeb is asking me. He's saying IDK, IDK what this Hindutva guy would do in, do in what? His question is unclear. I, is, I don't know why this sounds Hindutva guy would do. I don't know. Uh, the question is not clear. Ask it again, Shakeb. Shakeb. And we'll see if we can answer it. You said that you don't support capital punishment at, and for any crime. Unless there are... Okay, for any crime in general... But there are yes. unique circumstances, very unique circumstances, where the the cost of keeping somebody alive could outweigh its benefit. Okay, so I don't think we should put it in the law, but it might make sense sometimes to just violate the law. Okay, I converted you to my position before even speaking on it. So I think that... Uh, there should be no capital punishment until unless it is a some there is a higher cost like some group might try to kidnap a whole bunch of people or hijack a plane and then ask for that person for releasing these people i think in such if the government knows that the person who is in captivity has such connections which could make this possible i think in that case you should be hanged otherwise you should be just kept in also place. if somebody maybe somebody who's a leader of a radical movement um and from prison he's still guiding them you know what I mean? That might also make it sense. Yes, like with maybe. his messages and his like, he's like becoming a symbol of a very destructive movement. Right? Yes, I think. But wouldn't sending him into exile and constantly guarding his house be like better? If there's, the, the, I don't know, they have to do analysis, right? Maybe it's, yeah. maybe it will provide hope. Like maybe it's maybe his life and the fact that one day they will save this man is is becoming is what's making this movement alive. For any Muslim, have we, were we mean to? Uh, he's quiet now. I hope like were we too aggressive with our views right now? For any Muslim, do you want us any feedback? Like I don't want to hurt this guy. No, man. Are you okay? Yeah. Are you Are you okay? Yeah, I'm fine, man. What? You said you sound sad. No, I am. I'm sorry. But, no, I'm sad. Just the, the situation with. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I didn't. No, I'm just sad for your like that situation with your mom and everything. It's not. Oh, it's it's okay. I don't don't worry. I I don't think my mom is in hell. I think she's dead. Oh, she's. She's okay. She's dead. She's not going to, you know, let me tell you. Oh, you're very sweet. I'm sorry for making you feel like that. I apologize. I'm, I apologize. 
No, it's not. Let me tell you. Let me tell you how I feel. What I can you just tell me about her? Like, like her good moments that you had with her, that you shared with her. Yeah. Her smile, her laughter. (laughs) Well, one thing. One thing she said before she died about this. She was like, "Armin, do you really think that there's no life after death? Like, are you, are you really sure about this? Right? Um." Do you really think this? And I and I said yes, I do. I do think this, right? And she said she smiled and she said, "Good, because I'm so tired." <laughs> so she wanted there to be no life after that. So she was happy with that. <laughs> do you have any other moments you could share? Just like you know, like on vacation or just you know, well, just what, um, what she was like. Well, I mean, okay, well, I don't. You want to make me cry now? <laughs> um, well, I mean, she seemed to. She seemed to. She was a person that always, always, always cared about everybody, and she was the last person on the list of the people that she cared about. Right? Wait, can I? I want to do another hospital. Um, she was not um, experienced when she was in the hospital. <laughs> there was this one other patient that. Uh, kept on getting out of her bed and moving around because she wasn't, she didn't know what she's doing, right? And even though my mom was supposed to stay in her bed, she would get out of her bed <laughs> and go chase her down <laughs> and talk, sit down and talk to her. And she was trying to, like, it's not her job, right? Like, you're supposed to be nurses to try to bring her back. But she, <laughs> she would get out and try to help her and, like, sit down and talk to her. And she was like, oh, the other patient? She was like... Um, waiting for like her family never visited her right but she would always imagine that they're coming and she would like oh they're in the next room and so she would get up and go look for them even though they weren't visiting her but my mom will come and sit to her and she would talk to her and would like then she would the other patient would talk about her memories and my mom would sit her next to her and hold her hand and um make her feel better so even on her last moments she was still like which supposed to be like tied to a bed. She was still like running around the hospital helping other patients. Oh, that's, <laughs> it sounds like my mom actually, because my, you know, when my mom's been in hospital, she had to look after the, um, you know, obviously some patients mentally have, you know, have different illnesses and dementia and things like that. And, you know, they're trying to jump out of bed when they're not supposed to. And, you know, they have to be the caretakers essentially. So, um, Thank you for sharing that, Ross. That, that's, that's, no that's not it. I can um, show you. I, I, I will, yeah, keep talking. I will find some pictures. Yeah, no, it's just, yeah, no, I understand it. I mean, once my mom was, she had two ladies and she was there and they, they, they both would go back to like the 1920s, you know, and she was like, oh dear, oh good, the movie's starting. And we were looking and I was like, who are they looking at? And they, the, these two ladies were opposite my mum. And so they kind of started saying, oh, they imagined that they would have popcorn. And they were what they thought my mum was the film. So they were like, oh, watch, look what she's saying next. She's such a lovely actress. I love her. And, and my mum's sort of going, they think I'm the movie. I'm like, yeah, mum, play along. And so she started <laughs> singing and, you know, entertaining. But they, they were calm and, you know, they were sharing each other's imaginary popcorn with each other. And, you know, <laughs> like, <laughs> It was very sweet, you know, but yeah, it was, um, 
they would keep she she had my mom has a calming effect on on, on the lady so um oh that's me and my mom you were a cute baby <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh this is my mom before the islamic revolution and after the islamic revolution wow yeah. okay so do you think this the Islamic revolution and and the way things are has really driven people um spiritually um sort of away because there's such a oh, so yeah. it's all very modern is that your dad yeah this is before the revolution got, this is before the revolution so they are no hijab and everything that's my dad yeah, the the world they look everything looked a lot more modern before the Islamic revolution. Yeah, <laughs> this is in her hospital before she died. Oh, and this is on her deathbed. This is me again. <laughs> Beautiful, bro. Uh, this is look, look. <laughs> She's this is on her. She's feeding my dad. <laughs> oh. <laughs> like she's the sick one and she's feeding my dad. Look at this. How long were they married for? Wait, like, yeah, I in her room hospital. She takes the time to learn about oh yeah. I think I got this memory written down. Oh no, this is another one. How long was they what? How long were they married for? Oh, Mm. I don't know. I have to think about it. Wait, let me think. 30. My mom died at 58. I have to, I have to do some math. I have to go figure out. Think about Look, this is, oh, <laughs> this is her in South Africa with the baby lion. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, I'm it's just you're adventurous and you know, yeah. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> no, that's all right. Thank you for sharing those beautiful moments, bro. I appreciate it. Mm. Oh, see, these are things that connect us, man. Yeah. Even sorry, I didn't mean to upset you. Upset, no, that's all right. <laughs> I, you know, we shared a beautiful moments after that, bro. I appreciate that. Um. What we've, um, yeah, so you did, was the other question you asked me about uh, how I feel about Judaism? No, no, not about Judaism, about Jewish people. Oh, they're our cousins. Mm. Yeah, they're our cousins. I, you should have seen my interview with um, Jacob, the Iranian Jew on my channel. Yeah. Wait, we, your cousins in religion or your cousins in humanity? Like theolo uh, theological cousins. Theological you, cousins, yeah. But you know that also... doesn't... Okay, okay. I don't want to... I keep pissing on everything that you say. I think it's beautiful. Um, sorry. Okay. Let me tell you what this religious unity um, to a lot of us atheists, doesn't, it doesn't come out... It doesn't sound as... It, it sounds... I know you're saying that to be loving. Okay, so the, your intentions are to be loving and kind to other people, okay? But to a lot of atheists, it sounds hateful. Do you want to know why? Yeah. Okay. 
a lot of times when religious people uh, stop fighting each other, okay, and show kindness to each other, okay, they celebrate the fact that at least they have God or something religious in common, right? So the only time that they are basically not added with each other is to demonstrate that they should, they found value in their fellow, fellow human beings because they have God. So to us atheists, like, look, this is the only thing that stops them from fighting each other by showing at, by, by demos, by signaling to each other that they're above us atheists. That's the only time that at least they could be united against people that don't even have that. They don't even have God. Do you see what I mean? Oh, you're muted. Do you guys have someone's at, someone's at the door? Oh, okay. <laughs> Shake me a second. Armin, let there be a moment. Okay, fine. Wait, wait, okay, I will stop. I'll stop being picky for one session. Jesus Christ. Yeah, you... sorry, mate. I had uh, I had someone at the door and the... Uh, no, people in the live chat are, are telling me that I need to stop being so picky over him. Oh, no, no, okay, so the cousins. No, he's he's got a point also. But um, where I learned the term that we're cousins is from a Jewish rabbi. Um, he says, you know, the, the Muslims and the, the Jews, we're, we are cousins from a theological basis and brothers and sisters in humanity. So um, we, we... I added that. humanity. Okay, so... Um, I, and you are also my cousin? brother in humanity. Okay, okay, good, good. No, but, but I just wanted to let you... I'm not saying you're doing that. I just wanted you to be... Because you're trying to understand people. I just wanted you to be aware of that feeling that so many atheists might have. You know what I mean? Just yeah, so no, that you're aware of it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I'm, I've got interviews lined up with some atheists also this week coming up, so that should be good too. Um, yeah, no, but it's been good. But um, I met a, a, a... He was born Jewish and also Iranian at the time of the regime change also. So we were going through his story, and um, that was fascinating um, and painful to understand also. But yeah, Um so I understand also, and I, I also appreciate in certain places there is certain derived hatred, you know, that's infused in, in the culture and society towards others. So I think that's something I have to be more aware of also. So when I'm talking to someone like Ridwan, obviously I'm from a state where we, we stay away from extremists in, in terms of, you know, people that are, are uh, of a certain ilk, and, um, you know, I have to be aware also of certain territories where, you know, views are very dangerous also. Do you want me to tell you something that might make you sympathize with Redwood over the way he t reacted? No, I, I, I actually know about his personal stuff also. Um, that, so when these sort of situations happen, I understand that it also has a deep impact on him personally. No, but, but, but imagine if you were the subject of... Because he's obviously very famous and he gets so many threats, so many attacks, and they are vile, okay? Not just, not just against him, but his family as well. They're vile, right? So, and imagine if you had that experience, right? And 
imagine after going through something like that and being exposed to how vile this world is, okay? This whole attitude is. Somebody coming at saying like, yes, but, okay? So it wouldn't really, like from an emotional perspective, do you see like how it just seems like a downplaying of how hellish that that experience is even if you don't mean it like that even if you didn't don't intend it like that right any any attempt to whitewash that whole experience and be like well no they're muslim like you know it just like it just feels like you're denying it might come across to him as you denying that experience do you understand from an emotional yeah. perspective yeah yeah well i i i understand it i know it was difficult um yeah it, look I, I think we both had a bad day at the office essentially yeah, yeah. harris kind of said listen man you're both out of character uh today because i i like i i was having a bad one also i'd had a couple of days of this you know people throwing it back in my face you know and i felt like just me being quiet would have been a lot easier i didn't have to say anything i could have kept quiet and i'd have had a nice three peaceful days doing other stuff that I enjoy instead I'm arguing over the internet. Um, you know, and so by the time I got to him, I was really quite fed up with it. Um, you know, and so that's what, what happened. I'm we actually, both had a bad day. I'm actually very surprised on how much, given how kind and delicate you are. Okay. This doesn't seem like an environment you would want to come into and make videos. Okay. So I think it's admirable that even though, you are like this, you're still making an attempt, right? So it like, you should be proud, I think, because it's not easy for somebody like you to come to this, like come into a battlefield, especially, you know, like this, you know what I mean? So I, I believe that we do have common goods, like the common things that are definitely worth fighting and standing by each other on, you know? Um, I, I, and I want to explore those things. Um, and and tally them up. Uh, yeah, oh, so Troel, for example, in the left is saying it reminds me of when Muslims in India were killed over beef, and Muslims were understandably scared, and Hindutva were, were and Hindutva extremists saying, "Yeah, but jihad, jihad, like yeah, but like." Yes, you know what I mean? so. I think when something like this has happened, even if you have to add nuance to the point, I think you must first go on and comfort the other side that, okay, we are with you, but there is nuance. It should be more in that way instead of saying that, no, you're lying, there's nuance, and look, we are good, and these are fringe. I think the better behave would be to go to them and comfort them, and when the tide is over, then say that, okay, there's nuance in this too, if there is nuance. Yeah. Um. Muslim, do you mind if I ask you good point, Sajj? Um, do you mind if I ask you why you do why what's your goal? Um I kind of um I saw things being very toxic. Um there were things happening I didn't I I thought there needed to be voice, there needed to be communication. Um Man, you're part of the, the story also. I didn't even realize. So I, 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 I called in a couple of times. I spoke to um, uh, uh, another ex-Muslim 
um, and sort of we had a conversation and we, we disagreed on our points. But after that interaction, I kind of went, man, in normal life, could I have a coffee with this guy? If we went to the, co- like, in Starbucks or someone like that, no plugs for any, any particular, you know, place. But, you know, could we sit down and have a coffee together? I go, yeah, we could do. Like, what are the things that we kind of have in common? And so I wanted to, that was the start of me having conversations. Um, and then also I, I, you know, in the ex-Muslim space, I also found where people had suffered, um, you know, and then thought, well, you know, how, how can I talk to Muslims and kind of make sure that we're doing things better? Because there are educational things that need to have been implemented like five to ten years ago um, in the Muslim spaces also. You know, better dialogue, better conversations. You know, there, there are things I feel should have been done. Um, then I also saw on both sides, like, I, I also saw how badly ex-Muslims were being attacked also. And I thought, well, Muslims shouldn't really be behaving like this in terms of some of their comments because that's not the standard of how we should be. Um, and so I started defending ex-Muslims also. Um, then one person actually did a story about ex-Muslims being a bit rowdy and being responsible for, uh, you know, attacks on Muslims. And I found one of your videos and I emailed the person and I said, this isn't right. Look at the way this guy speaks. Uh, these people are not, and I've never come across them inciting any type of violence. So I actually sent you a video and the guy edited out the parts that he had said afterwards. Um, you oh, know, wow. so uh, yeah, and you were a part of that, that story. So, and this was like a year and a half, two years ago, basically. Um, so yeah. And then obviously I saw you from speaker's corner. I saw you having like, you know, even with a bass, you were arguing, but you kind of hugged him and embraced him and, uh, you know, uh, you know. So I was like, you know, we really have to focus on you know the the besides the parts of humanity we have in in common, and and that's been the journey. So I've been on a journey also, and also I wanted to speak to every single ex-Muslim and see who's legitimate, who wasn't, who we could actually work with, um, and that was my journey. So I ended up. You were the last one that I got to speak to. But in the meantime, I started speaking to Harris. And me and Harris started building up a relationship also. And mm-hmm. Noria, and, and that's where we've led to. So you were the final one. Actually, you were the only one left on my list of my grading. And um, <laughs> <laughs> look what happened. So, um, you know, here we are. Yeah. A few moments later, <laughs> they were laughing and, you know, joking around. But yeah, no, that's the story. So... Now, after Ridwan, I was planning on giving up um, YouTube um, or just not speaking to ex-Muslims, not condemning anything. I was like, sod it. It's not, I'm, I don't think it's my bag. But then I spoke to Harris, spoke to Derek, spoke to some senior Muslim voices, and they kind of said, no, we want you to build the channel, um, the friend zone. 
and we want you to build be a bridge and let's start making efforts to hold these conversations so that's what happened and here we are two weeks later i really think like uh it's it might be now your responsibility to continue because a voice like yours is like very missing you know i'm, I'm kidding by the way it's not your responsibility but no, like, no, no, it's but like... i mean it's it's i'm getting endorsements by both sides so i really feel that both sides secretly may want to have good conversations and maybe we can this can be the start of it yeah i, I really think like a voice like yours is exactly what's missing right now um so i really hope you continue what you're doing but i can't find your every time i'm subscribed to your channel but you're the but no i can never, i'm trying to recommend it to everybody but you chose a name that is so uh common that when you search for it the last yep. thing that shows up is your channel so i don't know what to search for. Um, what should people search for to I'll find friendly Muslim and then I've got links and everything. Um, I'll give you the. There must be an easier way to make your channel visible. Or well, after a hundred, then I can make a, um, a URL, oh, a tiny Muslim. URL. Yeah, here's the the friend zone. But come send it. I want everyone to go to the the friend zone. See, when I search for friendly Muslim, the friendly ex-Muslim shows up. Oh, no, I found it. Okay, so I, I shouldn't be... Okay, never mind. I shouldn't have been searching for the friend zone. I should have just searched for friendly Muslim. There we go. Found it. Okay, good. So, guys, here's the link. Go subscribe to this channel. And if you uh, you can't... If you don't share the friendly Muslims channel, you are, you're a hypocrite for, for complaining that, oh, why are Muslims not condemning this? Where are the voices of Muslims saying that? Okay? Because go now we have... Zone. A, Friend zone. That's yeah. the place for atheists, and um, there's no Islamic stuff. There's no fluffy stuff. It's for the, oh, the friend, the friend zone. zone. I, yeah. Oh, you I have go, two channels. I've got three, but oh it's god. in the private chat. Um, oh my god! I've put it in the private okay. chat, but the friend zone is They're where I want. This very difficult. Okay, if you want people to go for friend zone. Okay, here yeah, new link. Friend yeah. zone. Can you share the screen and show people also? Because I've got ten ten interviews up so far. Oh yeah. Okay. Let me do that. God, this channel is hard to find. It's this new, the, Baba. Have... It's a newborn baby. No, it's, it's a, a name. Babushka. It's a name. If it's it's the name of the channel, the friend zone, the friendly your friendly Muslim channel is easier to find. But there's so many videos about girls friend zoning you and friend zoning philosophy and all that stuff. So that's why it's harder to find this one. So guys, just like here's the link. Yeah, see. So Jacob is the, the Jewish Iranian that I spoke to. Lovely guy. Mm -hmm. He's going to introduce me to more people. He said, I, I want more Jewish people to have conversations. So, you know, uh, she's a who went back to, uh, forgot about the Trinity. Uh, she's got a beautiful story. She um, actually gave her home to a Muslim. So she's a Christian. She let go of the Trinity, focused on being God-centric, and ended up helping a Muslim family. Um, so that was a nice story. So yeah, there's there's some interesting people coming on, and and reaching out at the moment. So Good. please this subscribe to the friend zone, and uh, you know interviews. Let's get together. Let's have good conversation. 
<laughs> um, live chat, they're saying it's too sweet. This is too sweet. <laughs> okay, okay. No, but seriously, guys, if you guys, uh, if you guys are saying like, why are not Muslims see, saying this or saying that? Okay. Well, the friendly Muslim is saying, and this is his channel, the friend zone. So if you're not sharing this, then means that you get you shouldn't be complaining about it anymore. Okay. So please. He only has 76 subscribers. Like, guys, this is make sure this increases. Do something about this. Again, I put the link in the description. Help help us out. Help us grow this channel. Anyway, Satya has been quiet all this time. Like Satya, yes. we haven't let him speak at all. Satya. I, I sent you a link in the private chat. Can you open it? Which one? There's a couple. Uh the last one. Uh, chip. Okay. So the thing is that in the last uh, in the last Q and A, uh, I think Oxymoron made some point about Marathi Brahmins being killed after the Gandhi assassination, and I seconded that point. Uh, not the Chitpavan one, the latest one I sent you. Uh, oh, sorry, I oh, didn't did send I you. I didn't did send it to you. I'm sending it to you. Yeah. So um, I seconded the point. So I think it's only just fair that I like prove my point and provide the evidence oh, for it. The anti-Brahmin violence, that one. After yes, after Gandhi's death. Why is it? Okay. This? Uh, yes, the anti after Gandhi's murder yeah. by Nathuram Kotse, given a Brahmin, himself a Brahmin, Brahmins in Maharashtra, that line. Okay, so it says after, after Gandhi's uh, murder by Nathuram Kotse, Nathuram Kotse, himself a brahmin uh, brahmins in maharashtra in 1948 became targets of violence mostly by some elements from maratha caste maratha uh, caste um a political VM, some uh, wait let, let me read it i'm like better with hindi names vm sirsikar a political scientist at the university of pune noted that uh, it will be too much to believe that the riots took place because of the intense love of Gandhiji on the part of Marathas. Gurse became a very convenient hate symbol to damn the Brahmins and burn their properties. I think the last point is only like worth mentioning. In Satara alone, about 100 houses were burnt in about 300 villages. There were cruel cold-blooded killings as well as, for example, one family whose last name happened to be Gurse, the same as the killer, had three of its male members killed. Brahmins suffered from serious physical violence as well as economic violence in form of looting. Um, I think that's enough proof. Yeah. Well, I mean, I didn't... No, I think... Uh, yeah, I... Whenever I pro like, give a point, I think, I think I should provide some proof. I'm not like... Uh, assigning any oh. malice to you, but I think I should. Oh, this one. Okay, okay. No, no. Yeah. Okay. Sure. So you're saying don't just like. Oh, because Susanna was saying like I don't um, know if this is what you're saying is credible. Okay. Yes, so that's yes, what you're yes, saying. So that. you wanted to provide proof. Okay, but technically, Susanna didn't say this is not true. Susanna was just saying that she's not going to just accept. Oh yes, uh, I, I know. Yeah. But after so you're saying it's not just a claim, here's the evidence. Okay. Yes, because you people are busy, so going after in each and every point with somebody has said uh, finding proof, I think it might be difficult for you. So I think it would be better on my part that I gave some references for what I say. Yeah, yeah. 
Okay, so we also condemn that, obviously. <laughs> Should we like yes. give it? <laughs> we condemn attacks. I mean, these are so again. This is what Muslims must see. What what I'm feeling right now, okay, is probably what Muslims a uh, lot of uh, modern. But I'm Muslim not like. asking you to condemn it. I'm just like. I know you're not, but I'm just like I just like I was gonna. I'm I'm about to condemn it, okay. <laughs> but when I'm condemning it, I feel ridiculous, right? Because yes. it's like. Oh, so brave! You're condemning attacks on Brahmins like no crap, like obviously, right? But like this feeling that why do I even need to? Why would we even say this? Like it just seems like so stupid to say it. Like oh, like like it's just like claiming like you know, day is bright and night is dark. You know what I mean? Yes. So the feeling that you have when you say it is just must be with the feeling that many modern Muslims have, right? Agreed. Um, but to be fair to people like Apostle Prophet, though, um, he did when there were attacks on Muslims, he just came out and condemned it. He did. He wasn't like this is obvious. Yes. So he's he's I not think, being a hypocrite. He's not being a hypocrite. Yes, I don't think he's a hypocrite. I think he just lost his emotions in that moment. I think there might be a background to it, but he just lost it. Yeah. I don't think he's like a very bad person or something, but he just like. A sudden outburst of anger just got over him. Yeah. Yeah. Well, what was the? Uh, have the? Has the video come out from Descent Twenty Twenty Two yet? Have you guys been able to? Yes. Yes. Um. I will. We will upload it on our own channel, but right now it's on the channel Nanagolasorg. If you want to go see it, but we will okay. upload it on Atheist Republic as well. Okay. Are you going to do a sort of review or dish the tea on? We did a review. There's a video. The tea. There's a video, literally called "Spilling the Tea." Oh, um, okay. But I thought that was you guys. Has, I saw that. It has literally I, the cover has Susanna with a teacup. <laughs> it doesn't get any more. <laughs> okay, so can you talk about why you upset everyone? Basically, because your view was because the question I asked you last week, and I don't know if you can answer it this week now was. Was there any conversation about outreaching to different communities and having dialogue, basically, oh. or better dialogue? Yeah, no. The the point that I get pissed everyone off was the feminist uh, part. Okay, the feminism part. But no, the outreach one. I remember. Um, I remember arguing with Assam, and he he was like arguing that. He's like more in favor of reforming Islam and kind of like that. Maybe like the, he was kind of suggesting in a friendly way that the way I talk about Islam is going to lose us the Muslims that might be interested in these dialogue, right? Like if we talk about Islam the way I do, he was he didn't say it like this, but he was suggesting it. You could go watch the video. Um we lose them as an audience like and we want them to be included in you know solutions and moving forward like people if you tell them like islam is this and this and the things i say um it's not good you know for a lot of people for a lot of muslims can't take it they're just going to go away right who, who is and, that? uh you need to invite him over we need to have a full way you me and harris yeah, yeah. let's get it on yeah 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 i can read you his bike He's he's part of the Muslimish. This I'm here. This guy. This this was my panel, right? So right right before Richard Dawkins, this is Richard Dawkins' interview. Our panel was right before Richard Dawkins' interview, 
right? So this is me, and this is Vissab, yep. right? Okay. So Vissab was arguing that we we need to um, basically he was arguing for your type of Islam, I guess, right? Your your version of Islam. Um, and, you know, maybe being too aggressive doesn't work, right? And I was like, that's the problem is not the way we talk about Islam because we're basically telling the truth. The problem is the level of sensitivity that exists among Muslims, right? Um, and th that's what we need to fix. And if we don't go all out against Islam, that sensitivity will always remain, will remain longer at least, uh, and it will continue having, we will continue have, uh, having difficulties uh, with conversations about Islam, right? So I'm like, instead of like trying to basically tiptoe around it, go all in against Islam until they get used to it. Like if you want to make them feel welcome and comfortable, you should actually be doing what I'm doing, okay? You could be making them feel welcome and comfortable through other things other than the way you talk about Islam, right? Like if you want Muslims to feel safe, comfortable, and welcome, then, I don't know, be friends with them. Invite them to parties. Uh, include them in projects. You know, make them feel heard. Make them feel... Do all of that stuff, but not your tone about Islam because we don't everything except that because we don't do that about our other beliefs. Right. So for example, we had a very similar, it was very interesting because if you, I'm like, I'm, I believe in capitalism. Okay. And I'm also an atheist, right? It's very interesting that from a religious person's perspective, if you come out and say, I don't know, atheism is crap. You feel like you're personally attacking me as an individual. But if you say capitalism is crap, you don't feel like you're attacking me as an individual, even though those are just different positions I have on different things. Like, so none of them is like really my identity, me, my identity, right? My major part of my identity, right? But because as a religious person, you think like atheism is kind of like the equivalent of someone's religion, you feel like, oh, because my religion is such a major part of my identity and somebody attacks them to get hurt, this, might, this guy might also feel the same thing with atheism. So I'm personally insulting him if I go after atheism. But you don't feel the same thing if you go after capitalism. You feel like, okay, I just like, why would he get hurt? This is just my views on capitalism, right? So, and I just want religious people at some point to understand that the, the rest of the world, when they are attacking the religion, they are not necessarily attacking them as people, right? And they should learn to tell the difference between the people who are using the religion as an excuse to come after them as people. Like there are people who are bigots, xenophobes, right? That their issue is not with Islam. Their issue is with Muslims. And they're using Islam as an excuse to go and demonize Muslims, right? And there are other people that actually are capable of being friendly with Muslims, okay? And their issue is with Islam, and they don't want to be tone police about how they're talking about Islam, right? And the, a lot of Muslims, just, they just need to start getting used with, in a world where we everything is you know, connected and pe people are hearing each other. 
this is you have to just get used to this that people are going to have views very aggressively about islam and you're not going to have a very comfortable life if your ears are so sensitive okay so just grow up and just learn to take accept your not just people but maybe even your friends having very aggressive views about your religion it's okay you're not you're you're going to survive this you're going to be okay all right if somebody's being friendly to you if somebody's going out with you and having sharing a meal with you but at the same time is having a very aggressively negative view about your religion that person is not a threat to you okay just get used to it it's okay Does that make sense? Yeah, so how does that go down when you, you presented it to your audience? Well, I mean, it, it didn't go as well as right as I, I didn't explain it as well as I did right now because it's really hard to talk when you are on a panel with multiple people and everybody's like cutting each other. So that what I just told you is if I was able to, if I like if I was able to explain it, I would, uh, this is what I wish I could say, but I basically said just a fragment of what I just told you now. Like you could go watch it, right? Um, and obviously he wasn't convinced, but I don't blame him because I didn't get to make my full point. But he he thinks it's just not, con the way I do it is just not constructive. But he's can like- you, can, you, yeah. can you invite him for a conversation? Yeah, that would be great actually. Let's look at, I mean, I have had debates about reform in this very topic many, many times. So be, I mean, I, I think it'd be good. You know, I have a I had this debate with Sam Harris on this channel. Oh, really? I saw that too. Yes. Yeah. Yes, you had that debate with Kushal Mehra too, right? I don't think it was yes. a debate. I think it's more of a discussion. Yeah. So Sam Harris disagrees with me on this. Man, I'm gonna have to do a review video then and review some of your stuff and then put that on the friend zone if you don't mind. Like yeah, review no, with a few few bits and pieces and oh um, yeah that would be that would I would share it do a review and I will share it yeah most of the oh, Hindu cool. are, yeah most of the Hindu are on the reform side too like Kushal Mehra and Sham Sharma and many oh, more people they prefer, they prefer like in in India there are a lot of ex-Muslims coming and there there is a group there are basically two groups there is a, there are the trads and the Raitas. Raitas is basically Raitas is basically the word given to liberal Hindutva by the trads, and trads is the word given to the trads by liberal Hindutva. So, the Raitas prefer the reformist types, and the trads prefer the ex-Muslim type. So that's a big debate in Hindutva right now too. Plus, there is this guy, something I don't remember. <laughs> he is like an anti-Hindutva guy, he's saying I'm I'm a little fan of Balasab Thakre, and I guess he was a Maratha too. Well, Balasab Thakare wasn't a Maratha. I think he was a Kayas, but somebody being anti-Hindutva and being a fan of Balasab Thakare is a very big thing. The guy was like, the in Mumbai, there, were, there used to be this Hindu-Muslim riots and the, he was the face of the Hindu side in those things. He was basically the response to Muslim's street power. Okay. Many people I do idealize him, but I think if there are riots occurring and your solution is to like kill more innocent, I don't know. I'm not saying he used to kill innocent people. People get very offended by this. But if the solution of one side is to kill more innocent people, I think it is a sign of weakness. The real sign of strength is to go and beat up those people who are like doing the bad things or handling handing them to the police. Yeah, I made the same kind of point in my Andrew Tate video. I don't know if you guys saw. Who's Andrew? Guys, I'm making. Oh my god! Never mind. Are you, you guys not watching? You guys, 
he knows his Makingi joke. Oh, uh, okay. I just knew about him last uh, like last week. You guys, are you guys watching my edited videos at all? I'm like putting a lot of work yeah, yeah, yeah. I watch them. I'm watching some of them. Yeah, I watched the. You should be watching uh, all of them. What do you mean some of them? Yeah, why are you not watching all my what? videos? I'm putting so much. Are oh, your notification is not on? Because, uh, yeah, guys, hit the bell notification. <laughs> They're short. I'm making them short so you watch them. I'm like going through a lot of editing hours just so that you finish watching them. I see How like all you? the videos. I saw the the, the cast video too and everything from that. But Andrew Tate's videos are just so cringe that I cannot bring myself to watch them. Well, not not my review of him. That's not cringe. Watch it. Okay, I'd like to take a look at it. <laughs> what do you think about these people? I mean, like the people. There is a guy named Gopal Pata. And when uh, partition was happening, the Muslim League, which was led by Chinna, they were not like getting their demands met, so they decided a direct action day. And their plan was to like kill up so many Hindus that they will rile up the leadership, and they'll have to give in Pakistan to Chinna. So they announced the partition day. Uh, so, I'm sorry, the uh, the direct action day, and the Muslim side used started killing so many like many Hindus, and Gopal Pata was like, "We'll kill up so many Muslims that you cannot." Uh, you have you'll have to stop, and then he started his own um, his own campaign, and in the end, the Muslim side had to come to him and said say that okay, we are like going to um, be in a truce with you, and we don't kill any anyone. When was I this? Think, uh, in partition, uh, before the partition. Before the partition. I mean, you're asking me what my views are on somebody who was killing a whole bunch of people. Like, I mean, you don't want to. Not, uh, you, I know, but. Even I think that it is bad, but what do you think? Uh, what do you give the? What do you give to the opinion that it was reactionary has justified? I don't justify this view because I think the be a better reaction would be to get, go after the people who were doing it. But what are you your views on it? You, you mean you're holding you're killing is reactionary, and your reaction is you're holding people collectively responsible for the crimes that they didn't commit just because of the group that they belong to. Yes, yes. I mean, obviously that's like, but horrific. What what are you then going to say that it stopped the Muslim side from rioting? Hence, it is good. Like, um, it could be in a utilitarian uh, calculation that because it stopped the rioting and brought the Muslim side to its knees, hence it is justified. Like, I don't justify it. I think a better way would, would be to go after the people. Oh, who let are doing me it let me let me ask you. Okay, so let me let me tell let me ask you a, a similar question. Okay? okay. Okay. So the atomic bomb on Hiroshima and Nagasaki, yes. right? Yes. That probably saved more people than it killed yes okay because it ended the war with japan japan basically bent the knee and submitted right after that okay yes. but if the japan but if the war if the atomic bombs weren't dropped if the war between japan and america continued the casualties from that would have been probably higher than the people that died from the atomic bomb okay yes if this is okay so i'm asking you now i'm throwing this question back at you Okay, okay. Do you think if this is true, dropping the atomic bombs were justified? Mm, okay, I think the firebombing of Tokyo like took more lives than the bombs. I think like I've just heard it somewhere. No, no, not, let's uh, say I don't let's say let's I'm just I'm just the, giving the background to it. So if they had such powerful like firebombing capabilities, I think they could have like bombed the king's palace and the military facilities and the same logic I use, I'm using in the Hindutva case that you could have gone after the top officials and assassinated no, no, let's them. Fo let's, fo let's focus on, because the Hindutva case people, I don't know what you're talking about. Like, let's focus okay. on this uh, Japan example. 
Okay. Yes. Okay, so people are saying it made many generations crippled. Yes, I know it made many generations crippled, but um, the the cost of the war continuing with Japan, the number of casualties might have been like our people argue that it would have been much higher. Okay, so if this is true, if this is true, it was dropping the atomic bombs justified. No, I think they could have done it in a better way. They could have dropped it to the, on the king's palace, or they could have. Just no, like... let's say let's say that the, if you done it any other way, because this was such a massive shock to Japan, okay? Yes. Nothing else would have made them just like, okay, we quit. Everything else would have been, we will continue the war, we might win. When they saw the two atomic bombs, they're just like, we're out, let's end the war, okay? So this was such yes. a shocking event that made Japan like just surrender, right? So let's say there's no other way there was no other way to produce this level of shock for Japan to surrender. Does that mean that the atomic bombs were justified? Um, like I'm trying to, th- like I'm thinking that they, there are so many more possibilities. If you want to scare those people, then it is not scare the king. Then let's it is not say necessary. this was. Let's say this was the only. Uh, you're saying thing. that if it was like a binary, drop the bomb or kill more people. Yeah. Then I don't know. I don't know what we can do in this binary, but I definitely know that if you want to scare the king, you can just like drop the bomb on some fields or in the ocean to just uh, ocean near his palace or somewhere near his palace. No, 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 no. The, the cost to Japan was so. If if you drop the bomb in the ocean, then the enemy looks like it's not willing to take that cost. Okay. No, it's like a warning. Okay, the, but let's say let's say let's say let's say if you've done it's, anything else, the war would have continued. Would that make the atomic bomb justified? Uh, I, I didn't hear the last part. Let's say anything short of dropping the atomic bombs on two cities would have yes. made the war continue and had higher casualties. Would that make the atomic bombs justified? Uh, like higher casualties than in the... like You're saying that on this side there would have been more misery than... The crippling of people and the people killed in the uh, the yeah. bomb bombing. I think, provided that the casualties were of soldiers and not of most civilians, I think it would still not be more justified. If it is civilian to civilian comparison, that if the war went on for for, mm-hmm. for longer and more the more civilians had died than in the bombing. Oh, you're saying the ratio of the okay okay. What I, if it had I'm more? That... What if the total civilian killed were still more? Like, and if you just if you only count the civilians, if the war as a whole took more civilians than the atomic bomb, would okay, then the atomic so... bomb be justified? I think I'm digging my own grave, but I think that uh, if the motive. If you don't want to say it live on air, don't no, just don't say it. I refuse. I'm not even so. I'm not even showing my face. <laughs> Neither my real name. So why? What have I got to be afraid of? So. Uh, I think if it uh, if it was not done to scare away the USSR and Stalin to say that we have so much power, I think in that case it could have been justified because if civilian lives are on both both sides of the weight, then I think it could be justified. For any provided, reason, do you think? Let me see what. So you're saying you could have been justified, but provided, friendly Muslim, uh, what do you provided think? Yeah. a civilian to civilian comparison. A civilian, friendly Muslim. Do you agree? It might not be excellent. Yeah, no, no, I've got to, I've got to nip uh, out for a second and come back uh, if you're still okay, here. Okay. But just, I'll be back in five minutes. Well, I'm gonna have to end the stream soon. Um, 
Okay, so I would say even then it would not be justified, okay? Because, okay, because when you're doing a utilitarian calculation, you have to also take into account the consequences of you, like you, you, when you are coming up with a ruling for whether something is justified or not, yes. the consequences of the ruling should also be calculated. Do you know what, what I mean? does it mean? Uh, no. So for example, you're saying like, okay, in this scenario, the using of atomic bombs are justified, okay? But when yes. you are uttering that, like, so it's not like a vacuum, like we are talking about a scenario, right? That were like, these are the costs, these are the benefits, okay? But what you yes. didn't calculate is the consequences of us coming out and saying, just uttering the statement that the use of atomic bombs are sometimes justified. That has has consequences beyond the scenario that we just okay. explained. So you're saying that it might be justified for them, but it, it is not justified for us to say that it's justified. Yeah, yeah. So us saying that the use of atomic bombs is justified, that if that becomes a belief that is sometimes justified, the consequences of that becoming um, the norm the for norm. people to understand that. The, the, for people to ask, okay, sometimes atomic bombs using it is justified. That has consequences in society. Yes, but wouldn't that be equal to lying to your... Uh, like no, 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 you're your not audience? lying. No, no, you're not lying to your audience because when you're doing a utilitarian calculation, you're counting all the costs, okay. including the cost of telling them that the atomic bombs usage is justified. So when you're saying yeah. it's not justified, you're being honest because you're taking that cost into account as well. Oh. Okay, so basically you're saying that in your mind it's justified, but you cannot say it out loud no, because it might it might no no in my, even in my no no even in my mind is not justified because if because I'm making when I'm saying it's not justified I'm making a utilitarian calculation, and in my utilitarian calculation I'm taking into account the consequences of saying that it's justified as a cost, and because I'm taking that into the account the cost will outweigh the benefits. So when I say it's not justified, all I'm saying is that the cost outweighs the benefits. So even in my mind, it will not be justified. Does that make sense? But in your mind, the, say, the act of saying is not justified, right? But you think no, in that... my mind, in my mind, if my, in my, okay, in isolation, okay, if yes. I, if that, if it didn't have that effect, I could say okay, like, let's, it would, let's assume that yeah. your thoughts will not go outside and will not set any, any kind of trend and it will not leak anywhere. And this decision will only stay limited to this decision only then. Yeah. But, but you, but it will, here's the thing. When you are um, uttering, when you are saying it, okay, so you're saying in a vacuum, if it had no um, influence on the outside world, like there was, it was completely blinded to the outside world, right? But as yes. soon as you as a judge are looking into that vacuum, you have yes. already, um, you have already like opened that seal. Do you know what I mean? Yes. yes because yes, now you're looking in. So you're like, oh, it's completely, it's completely covered from the outside world. Well, then I can't judge it because I can't see it. But like, oh, no, you can see it. Well, I'm outside of it and I'm now looking in. So you have basically, you have opened the door to the outside world because I have to see yes. it as a judge because I'm, I'm outside of it. And because I'm outside of it, my judgment will also be outside of it. And because my judgment is outside of it, I have to consider the consequences of my judgment. 
Okay, so yes, this was the that vegan argument that you used against that vegan guy. Vegan guy was saying yeah. that. <laughs> yes, I remember this. But the thing is that uh, if I keep it in my mind and not say it out loud because it can set a trend, then what's the problem with that? Say that again. Like if it is in my mind that I have run some utilitarian calculations, uh, counted mm-hmm. the number of civilian casualties, and uh, ruled out the possibility of an ulterior motive, and done all the calculations, and if after after that, without the fear of me setting a okay, trend, but, I but even that in decision. that scenario, like you're thinking about a scenario where the people who want to like carry out that attack, they have they are saying that to the world that this was a justified action. So they're communicating to the world, like, what are they doing? Are they just setting it off without, like, needing to justify it to the world? That's also bad because it, like, means, like, you could just using a bomb without communicating. Like, in even in that environment, if, like, you're looking at it, like, okay, I'm not going to say anything to the world, but it seemed like it was justified here, right? But yes. are they, the people who are doing it, are they not going to say that this was justified, that the action that we committed? Are they not communicating to the world that this was justified, that we committed this? They are saying, but the judge is still they are not like taking their argument as a fact of like as something written in the Bible or something given down by God. Okay, they so like they're saying taking... so they're saying it's not justified. No, the p- other people who are like judging that action in that specific scenario are taking the arguments of the bomber and taking them through the filter of their own mind and running a calculation in their own mind and then doing it. And what then you coming can, up with the, what with you the can say is what you can say is that. Because first of all, like the, the intentions matter, right? Because you cannot, when you want to do a utilitarian calculation of an action, um, yes. even though it ends up being positive, if the intentions was not to cause that positive, if you say, well, this was justified because the intentions were something that more often consider create something negative, you still have to condemn it. For example, let's say, for example, you shoot at traffic, right? Okay. You shoot. You start shooting a gun at traffic, right? And it just happens to hit a, uh, a driver that had a child in in the kidnapped a child in the trunk, and he just died, and he hit his car, and it was a it was a, supposed to go and you know abuse the child and then kill it, right? Yes. And you just randomly shoot in the traffic, uh, and you just happened to save that child's life, okay? Yes, I but you had no idea that you were. Yeah, so you can't say like, oh, this was justified, yes, <laughs> right? That's why, so, that's why I said that so, you have to make but, sure that no ulterior motives are involved while put, pu- pushing that nuclear button. Right, right. So first of all, that was not the motiv- that was not the motivation. Yes, right? that was not the motivation of the bombing. All right. So first of all, you can't say that's justified. <laughs> okay, but also because whoever uh, does this, even if that was their motivation, okay they themselves cannot be if they want to justify it all right they would yes. have to communicate to the world that this is justified like they would have to say this is justified and that yes. will cause the same nor um normalizing the use of nuclear bombs which is horrible like even what i'm saying even if with, in one scenario it might be the benefit might be outweighing the cost because yeah. as a whole, if we accept this, the consequences to the world is so negative, then we have to not do that. Even in that one instance, that it might make the world a better place. We have to say like, even if we have to forego the benefits 
so that we don't create create a new norm of using nuclear weapons in the world. So just live with that cost because the other the alternative is so much worse. Okay, I think yes. I, I think that that scenario is also very much valid. But I'm just thinking that even when this norm was set by the United States, there has been no nuclear war uh, from since 70 years and. The thing is yeah, that I don't justify know. It. <laughs> yes, but the, the of, people who did, yeah. they were surely justifying it. That's what I'm saying. The even if the uh, person who pushed the button of the nuclear bomb, like the nuclear control of the nuclear bomb, even if he yeah. justifies it and gives arguments, uh, I think the people should be more, uh, more yeah. understanding. Yeah. So, so and... even so, yeah. No, no. What I'm saying is that one reason why that we no nuclear war happening ever again is because we the, the world condemns it condemned it yes right yes so i'm saying that me and you should also be part of the people condemning it even yes. if they even it end up happening more benefits than costs because the whole the act of con condemning it has been proven to be effective so let's yes, not justify it and say yeah okay so. yes um, all I'm, right i'm surely saying that we should not justify it but i'm saying that in a closed room when we are like Deciding how angry we have to be on something, I think this must be a little bit lower on the list. Oh, I mean, we can't be angry. I mean, it's, it's yeah. I mean, it, it is being angry. We're just doing a utilitarian calculation. I'm not saying we should be angry at all. Like it's in the past. No, no, but some people yeah. do get angry at this. I'm like I personally don't go, don't get angry over these things, but. Some yeah, the no, people who do, if they have to like get I'm, angry at, they have to make a list of from one to ten. I think the yeah. bombing, they should be a little bit angry about this, but they should not be very enthusiastic about it. I mean, you can still be angry. I mean, I mean, you can be angry about the the fact that we have to live in a world where we have to weigh these things. You could be angry about that. I think like you're like, oh, should we kill? millions of people or like tens of millions of people like i mean that's that justifiable anger that this is like this these are the alternatives like so i think it's fine okay. it's fine to be angry Another i sent you topic. a link about that guy <laughs> uh, i sent you a link about that guy the guy i was talking about in bengal like i sent All you right. a link the link in the private chat but the guy was living in bengal Thank you. Satya, let's make it simple. Krishna was cursed by Gandhari for the war for better, even though the war was justified and much needed. <laughs> Something is my man. Well, I think I think basically we should always condemn mass killing of people. Always. Yeah. Always. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. By the way, I think something I don't remember is an anti-Hindutva guy. I don't know why he's like so much into Hindutva and stuff. Um, I mean, so praise him about Hindutva. Wait, what? Say that again? Uh, can you highlight his comment? Oh, it's yeah. like a very Indian kind of joke. This last one? Yes. So basically, Gandhari is the evil guy. The evil guy in the Mahabharat. His mother's name was Gandhari, and Krishna was being the god. He could have like used his godly powers to stop the war, but he chose to only use his humanly powers to try to stop the war, in which he failed. And then later, the Gandhari cursed him that you didn't use your godly powers, and he said that basically I. Did whatever I could have done in my humanly powers because I because when I enter into the God mode, it's like confusing. But whenever I enter into God mode, I have to make the calculation that the people coming in the future have to see this example to know what has happened. And since they are all part of me, all their like suffering has become a part of me, and 
and he gave some justifications about it but he was cursed by gandhari that you will your whole lineage will be destroyed so this is the joke from that okay i see all right you're getting into too much niche stuff that people don't understand that you like you should like yes. be getting too too detailed anyways i want to end the stream here unless friendly muslim has anything to say do you want let's like read read no, the pieces uh, i sent you Go but no that's too board. these are too specific people are going to be like what are these things i don't know like, oh, okay let me let me just read it really quick but this one yes uh, the last one roll during the riots uh, 2.1 uh oh, 2.1 where is it Okay. On the morning of August 6, incidents of stabbing and rioting started this in the city. Gopal heard of trouble while he was on his way to a shop. He rushed back to his locally uh locality lo- locality where he saw Muslim League riots uh rioters marching with long sticks in their hands. When the news of Hindus being killed reached him, he assembled his men and ordered them to retaliate. answer brutally with brutality he clearly he clearly in, in, instructed that uh, for one murder committed they should commit 10 murders oh okay uh, all right okay thank you this guy that's what like yeah. even in this case many of the people like go and justify but i think it would have been better if he had just if he had this much power he could have easily gone after the leaders which were namely mujibur rahman I mean, obviously all of this who condemn i could no i don't know who justifies this it's ridiculous that people justify this you people, people are justifying just randomly killing people for association within a group like you kill one of ours i kill ten of yours this is collective yeah. mindset like yes degree yeah i don't know there are few things in world in when it comes to belief systems that are more destructive than collectively holding a group responsible for the actions of some of them within that group it just it our we have reptile brains i don't know how our mindset like how our brain still to this day keeps thinking like that i think i think my mind is just broken in a good way because <laughs> the fact that, no like seriously like i think like there's something flawed about my brain because it's because i keep not being able to understand it but it seems like a human brain was designed to think like this like evolution from an evolutionary perspective back when we lived in the wild this made the human tribes stronger right right now it's such a mess it's such a it's such a costly way of thinking like okay what does this like i didn't do anything why are you blaming me oh because your ancestors are like what the hell like what huh huh what do i got to do with me like just the just the way this collective mindset is so f- fundamentally inherent within people's brains that there's it's hard to logic your way out of it it's just like a feeling people have and they just want to uh, do guilt by association so if if i, I don't have it is not because, if i don't have it it's not necessarily because i'm thinking more logically there are some of us that just don't feel that you know like there's some of us like it we're kind of like mutations in the, like yes. just like you know we so we're like the black sheep and we're just supposed to keep the society like our role is to just keep the society on its toes just to like introduce new things just like mutations are supposed to do and a lot of times we're actually destructive rather than constructive just like mutations are so we just don't feel it like people like me just don't feel it like other people who are feel like rebels they don't feel the way we're supposed to feel and we're just we're not technically we're 
weird the odd ones out. But yeah, what's your theory? I think it is a process of evolution where we are like the human mind is getting more and more used to the developed no. world where we don't need to generalize. No, no, people. you're wrong. What? You don't understand. No, that you're wrong because you you believe in a Lamarckian uh, view of evolution rather than a Darwinian one. The, the 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 world today is not changing our genes in the way that you're thinking. Like we're not adapting to the new progressive world through evolution unless they're shooting and killing the ones who don't adapt. Do you see? Yes. The ev- the, isn't the process of evolution like when the higher? Uh, I'm saying higher. It's a bad word, but when the the better and higher both are bad words. But when the newer person comes into the gene pool his children replace the ones with inferior genes and that's what evolution is right that happens only when the people with inferior genes are either dead before they can uh, procreate or somehow are stopped from procreating yes do you so, see that happening no because we are in we are in the developed world and you by not having kids you basically okay you basically so, stop yeah, your better I, genes from going into so the gene flow it's the up. So basically, what you're saying it's the opposite. So you're like, oh, the world is progressing, so we're evolving to adapt yes. to this new world. But I'm like, no, that's not happening, because in fact, people who are more modern actually have less kids. So if yes. anything, we should. It's if anything, you would expect to see the opposite, right? Yes, I think the opposite has happening, which was not meant to happen, like no, not a, meant to happen not in the evolutionary way. No, okay. Evolution is not. There's no meant to be. Like evolution doesn't have a goal. Yeah, there's no. That's true. There's, yeah, yeah, yeah. It just it just goes away. It's just like you pour water on on a surface and it just goes in the whatever direction. Okay, let's, that it, let's put it yeah. like this: uh, people with similar genes, similar genes to you in matter of thinking, should be like more in the world and they should have more kids. But in, because of development and uh, because of development and higher per, per GDP per capita, they are having less kids, which is like going into reverse evolution mode. No, Instead I mean, of I think, new. I think it's fine. I think it's fine because what's happening, people don't understand. Okay, people are more impacted by their environment than their when it comes to their views and beliefs than their um, genetics. Genetics. Okay, so even if my brain is broken in some way, people. Who get exposed to other people who think like that they do get influenced by them significantly right so in fact in fact it might be good that this is like modern people in fact i would say that it's better for the world that modern people modern people are having less children okay because more modern countries okay if they could if they they um with with their lower population they're going to depend on immigrants Okay. Yes. And I and I want to see a flow of immigrants from these less developed countries to this more developed countries because first um, it's a it's a very effective transfer like spreading of equalizer of wealth around the world and it's a very good method of spreading more modern values across the world. Like when the immigrants come to these more developed countries, they adapt a lot of their values and a lot of the views. And they take a lot of it back home too. So, yes. But what do you say to then the people who believe in Karl Popper's paradox that the ones who are like tolerant should not tolerate the intolerant? 
Oh, I have so many debates about this one paradox, which I don't want to open that can of worm right now. Like I could like, I just la just last week, I had like a one hour debate about this and I could have like five hour debate about this. So, so it's very, do you agree with it or disagree with it? I, I think like it's not binary. Okay. okay. I think that it's a spectrum, right? Because the paradox of tolerance could, if you think like, depend, like, how intolerant do you want to be to intolerant people? Okay. And how do you define intolerance that is threatening to freedom of to tolerance? Right. Because if you give us, because that seems like a recipe for you to excuse all, all sorts of intolerance. Like you could, yes. if you accept the paradox of tolerance fully, basically you're giving yourself license to be too intolerant to anybody and just saying that you're doing the, doing this in the name of stopping intolerance right based on yes. how you define what intolerance is so it's a double-edged sword you have to be careful how about we like be totally intolerant to ideas while not being intolerant to people i think that's well, the better way yeah, yeah that's the better way but the paradox of intolerance was about people not about ideas oh yeah i think we should end this with oxymoron's yeah. comment uh, well it is very important it was <laughs> well it is very important. It's very important because it's very destructive. Um, I didn't say it's not important. But friendly Muslim, do you want to say something before we leave? Because I want to end the stream. Yeah, no, no. When you uh, do, you have five minutes after the stream. Like when you end it, don't. Okay, leave sounds good. Yes, I had, I, I had a yeah. question about collective oh. mindset in the end of the stream. Why is it important? Important in a good way or a bad way? Uh, good way. Oh, it was important in a good way because the human no, I'm race not saying like, in the in the like I'm not saying in, in the past, like right now. Right now, I can't think of it being good in a. Okay, so I thought you were saying that it is good in like current. No, time. no. Okay. Okay, so here's the thing: it's a fact of life. You can't get rid of it. Okay, so yes. there are healthier ways of satisfying. It. Yes. Like sports, like like because we can't get rid of it. I think we could satisfy. I think like you, you could satisfy it using sports, using video games, stuff like that. Okay, I'm just saying, given that you need to satisfy it, please don't bring it into um, ethical uh, judgments or to politics. Okay, don't bring it there. Yes. It doesn't like. Okay, just keep it out of there. I'm not saying. I'm not saying you could eliminate it because you can't. You can't rewire people's brains. Just please satisfy your desires in sports or whatever somewhere else. Yes, I think I agree with that. Okay. Bye bye. All right. Thank you, Sacha. That was interesting. I enjoyed that conversation. All right. All right. I'm going to end the stream, guys. Make sure you like the stream. Make sure you subscribe. Make sure you have bell notification, especially given that Harris will be here. Um, make sure you leave a comment. For uh, If you don't have anything to say, say for the algorithm. Just say for the algorithm because that will help the channel grow. Okay. So it's mandatory. Okay. So it's not mandatory for you to condemn evil acts, but it is mandatory for you to be subscribed. And hit the bell notification. Okay, Iblis will bless you if you want the blessing of a please Iblis upon you. For people who don't know, Iblis is basically Satan. Okay, if you want the blessings of Satan, make sure you like this video. Thank you. All right, bye.